The Cellcast is recorded in front of a live streaming audience. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who, uh, well, he just has to let his inner muse out. Welcome, Jacob. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why, thank you. Let me introduce our co-host, a man who uh, just needs to rewind, unwind, go to the world of you, and just escape from his problems. Mm. No, wait, you can't escape from your problems. Welcome, Drew. Uh, the problem with you is it's not actually the kind of game I, I usually kind of play because it's not a game. It really isn't. It's a... Sims. It's VR chat is what it is. Pretty much. Yeah. Give me a game like... Uh, you know, if I'm going to play an MMO game against people, I'm going to actually be able to fight things. <laughs> and it, it doesn't need to look like me either. But anyway. That is true. How are you doing, Jacob? Man, I'm doing pretty good. We got, before we get too far into this, mm -hmm. we have trivia. Yes. Our trivia for this week's episode is, the composer for Bell is Ludwig Porcel. And if I said that name wrong, I apologize. <laughs> but every other credit he has for composing in his IMDB page is for video games that were directed by who? I have no idea. You don't know? No, I don't. Hideo Kojima. Really? The guy who did this is the same guy who did, like, a ton of the uh, Metal Gear Solid games. Oh, okay. And Death Stranding. Really? Yeah. Cool. But uh, Paul J. Powers did not get this right. Ah. He first guessed Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> and then Michael Bay. To which I asked him, I don't think either of these two guys did video games. Because mm. that just tells you he wasn't paying attention. Nah, I just wanted to throw an answer out there. He, it's Paul. Of course. He's just making up stuff because he likes to interrupt and have fun. Mm -hmm. Mess with people. He does this to Francisco all the time. Mm -hmm. We're just also apparently targets. <laughs> hey, it's always nice to be a target. But can you guess who actually did get the answer right? Mm. I don't know. Who? Josh? Yes. Okay. <laughs> It was Josh. He did guess Hideo Kojima. So, yeah. Wow. So, how, how's, it, how's it been going with you this weekend, Jacob? Uh, it's going pretty good. My weekend has been pretty good. Uh, me and my girlfriend went to Tyler, which is a town pretty close to us. And we were going to... 30 minutes north of us, but yes. Yes. Uh, we were going to go to an art museum, but it was closed. Went online, it was saying it was open. Okay. Yeah. So, that was fun. So, we kind of meet around went to the mall just hung out hung out for the week afternoon it was great uh um, so that's where, where where your car was when i was going somewhere sunday evening and didn't see you there mm -hmm. or sunday evening saturday <laughs> brain dead i swear yeah so obviously last week i was on vacation and i enjoyed the mess out of it and so getting back into the rhythm of things, it was fun. Be like, it's trying not to get into the, uh -huh. you know, the, the bog down of, you know, the, um, drama and the whole bit trying to just, to, well, okay, just keep pushing, keep pushing, pushing. And, uh, it's been 
fairly successful pretty far for so far. You um, haven't killed anybody yet? No, I haven't killed anybody yet. Uh, so I did want to bring up something really quick. Uh, this actually just happened a couple of hours ago. Uh, I believe it was in what town was that? Uvalde. I'm Uvalde. I'm yeah, Uvalde. Talking about? Yeah, Uvalde. Uh, the school shooting in Uvalde uh, at uh, Rob Elementary School, uh, where sadly fourteen students and one teacher lost their life to a uh, to a crazed gunman. So definitely pray for those people. Pray for the, that situation. Pray for the people. And uh, that's that's just a terrible situation. And uh, there's there's a lot of people that's like, well, we need just a ban guns. Like that's not going to solve anything. And this is not a political show, so we're not going to get onto that bandwagon, no matter no. which side of it we fall on. No, we're not. Be like, I thought it was just something that needed to be talked yeah. talked about because it's something it that it stinks. It's something that's you know happened, and it's sad that people lost their lives because of it. Uh, so, other than that, uh, it has been a pretty. I'm trying. I'm trying to draw a lot more. Trying to get just get that train moving. And that's always fun. Either or, uh, how have you been? I've been okay. Been trying to work on some creative things that I don't want to touch on just yet. Same. But uh, I've had a pretty good week. It's been slow. Good. At work. Well, that, that's a good thing and a bad thing, right? Yeah. It'd be, I mean, it's bad for my paycheck, but mm-hmm. uh, everything's all good either, either way. It's just not as good as it could be, as that uh, guy in Wonder Woman says. Wonder Woman eighty four, that movie. Anyway, oh, <laughs> making bad jokes. This is new. This is normal for me. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and tell you what I've been watching since yeah. I have nothing else to talk about. Uh, <laughs> I saw a movie last Saturday. Yeah, that was a fever dream. I, I'm convinced. <laughs> Chippendale Rescue Rangers on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Yes. So, if you don't know, this is not based on Chippendale Rescue Rangers, despite the name. It's based on a. It's based on what someone in, would think Chippendale Rescue Rangers was made if the, if the cartoon characters were actually real. Yeah, if they were really actors. Yeah. Which I have an issue with that part, but I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. But the amount of cameos in this film oh my gosh. is crazy. Agreed. Including, and I am not kidding here, Ugly Sonic. Yeah. Oh, yes. You're right. As a character I never expected to see again. And yet he's not being voiced by the same actor who should be voicing him, who probably voiced him for the original shots, but whatever <laughs> for the, for Sonic 2020. Right. I still don't know how you get, how you, how on earth do you negotiate the rights for that? You've got a, <laughs> we want Sonic the Hedgehog to be in the movie. Oh, you want, you know, you just want regular Sonic the Hedgehog. No, not just regular Sonic the Hedgehog. We want the one that had to be cut. And you're thinking, why? It's like, because this is what we're doing. It's like, okay. (laughs) But then you get stuff like just randomly He-Man and Skeletor at a con. Oh, that was hilarious. It was funny, but I was like. (laughs) Which is owned by Universal. Skeletor are in a Disney film movie. Yeah. 
and it gets stranger. You get the, the ponies from the Gen 4 My Little Pony. You know, the one that created the Brony for, uh, fandom. Yeah. Those ponies are in this film for yeah. like a hot second. Yeah. Hasbro. <laughs> yes. And then there was something else I watched earlier today. It was a music video that they had put on YouTube. That's yeah. the, you know, the, the, the version of the theme song sung by a, by a, a pop singer that nobody wants to hear. Cause they want to hear the original version Yeah, to quote the end of the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, in that I saw some, something else in there and I can't think of what it was now. Cause mm. that's like I said, every time I, I see this, it's like, there's no possible way. I just saw that in this movie, mm-hmm. even though I nearly would have had to because it couldn't exist otherwise mm. because this is just so stinking weird of a movie. <laughs> it was a fever. Dr- like I said, it's a fever dream for crying out loud. I can't understand how this movie got made. A B how this movie got approved for Disney plus with all these characters in it. C how they thought this came up with this idea and then just ran with it. Mm-hmm. And D how you make no record of the fact that Chippendale existed before Chippendale Rescue Rangers. No other version of Chippendale appears in this film. Neither does uh, Donald Duck or Mickey Mouse mm-hmm. or any of the other characters. Yeah. I mean, we get Baloo. Yeah. You know the live vo- action version of Baloo. You know who he's voiced by, right? <laughs> I think it's the same person doing the live action version of Baloo. No, it's not. I didn't catch the, who it was then. <laughs> Stephen Curtis Chapman. <laughs> That's just weird. That was weird. <laughs> That's just weird. My girlfriend pointed it out. And I was like, what? <laughs> this is a weird film. It is a weird film. We are going to have to review it, but honestly, because right now I just can't think of how this exists. <laughs> because see, here's the thing. We've seen these metaverse cartoon movies oh yeah a lot recently yes. we had uh space jam a new legacy yes that did this and it was restricted simply to characters warner brothers owned exactly which is fair we've seen disney do it like back with roger rabbit and that also included warner brothers characters but mm. that's just because how it was that was the deal and Rogers in this Rogers movie, in this it? movie too, which means Mickey Mouse is in this universe somewhere. Yeah. Where is he not on screen? Heck, did you catch the Keyblade? No, I didn't. It is dead. <laughs> when they go, when they get to the uh, the the, the uh, knockoff, the, yeah, the, they find all the parts. Oh yeah, hey, dead center <laughs> is a Keyblade. I going. <laughs> This is the closest I'll ever get to Disney actually saying that Sora exists in this world, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> and I need to watch it again because that's like, okay, which Keyblade is that? <laughs> or is this just your excuse? Is, is this some weird connection into Kingdom Hearts 4 at this point? Oh, no. No, 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 no. no. We're not going there. <laughs> With Tetsuya Nomura, you never know. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> That is so true. We're on that as part of, well, not going there yet. <laughs> not going there yet. Just keep an eye out for your uh, on your uh, RSS feeds because there may be something cool coming related cool. to the certain sword behind me. Uh, nice. 
get there when we get there. Exactly. But You're welcome, patrons. Yes. Well, everybody at this yeah. point, I don't care. Okay, uh, whoever. <laughs> I think the only thing we missed was anime. Straight up anime. There's no anime in this thing. Yeah. Also, you're looking at like all the different varieties of animation in this yes, movie. It is nuts. As they explain how the 2D characters became 3D. Yeah. I'm like, that actually makes some sense. In a strange, very strange yes. sort of way. I don't want to get too much farther into this because I'm going to start spoiling the film. Yeah. I don't know if I should say spoiling this film because a lot of this seems like sinky cheese. Uh, <laughs> just make one more reference. Oh my gosh! Uh, but yeah, wow. this is a, that was an interesting movie. Uh, also, I watched another episode of Spy Family. That show is just too precious for words. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a point in the in the in the episode. Because I'm watching the English dub. Yeah. So I'm like two episodes behind, I think, where the people watching the Japanese yeah. version are. And I'm sitting there going, you, who is obviously Anya's new best friend, I love you. <laughs> you need to hang out more often. There's no way this show is going to end well. Because at <laughs> some point, they are everything's going to go to pot. You just know it. Yeah. And then there's the other show I, I'm afraid is not going to end well. Love after world domination. Because this thing is feeling more and more like Romeo and Juliet. Mm. Which, as you know, is a tragedy. Yes. And this just feels like it's going that direction. It's like, there's no way these two are going to be able to bridge the gap between the two team, the, the, the Power Rangers team and the evil team. Mm-hmm. Except maybe it will work. We It's hard to tell. Hmm. But yeah, I've been watching that. And then when we were over at Chase's, we watched uh, Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Yes, that's what it was called. Thank you. That was interesting. Although I think you and Chase got hung up too much on them mispronouncing God's names, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, will, I will say this. More than likely, those are the Japanese names and the Japanese... Don't, probably don't have the same probably uh lyric or same uh probably don't have those particular uh syllables syllables Ooh. is the word i'm looking yeah, for there we go. There we probably go. don't have those syllables so they got the closest syllables they could all right and that's why it's um hephaestus instead of hephaestus yes but <laughs> besides the point yes I've also been playing more Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild for mm. my own fun I am trying to go get go a hundred percent, and I was successful at getting the master sword before going into any of the guardian beasts. Jacob has no idea what I'm talking about. No clue. No clue. I'll put it this way: in order to get the master sword, you know what the master sword. Yes. Is. Okay. In order to get the master sword in the game, mm-hmm. you have to get uh, thirteen total hearts before you can pull it out. Mm. Otherwise, you'll die. Okay. You get a game over if you can't pull the Master Sword out when you try to do it. Okay. I'll keep and that so in you mind. Start a, well, yeah, you'll get to it eventually. Yes. You start the game with three, hmm. which means you have to get ten hearts. Hmm. Do you know how you get heart pieces? By killing monsters? No. Well, in a sense. You get heart pieces in the Zelda games typically yeah. by completing dungeons. 
mm. and then finding random dungeon uh, pieces yeah, yeah. around the landscape. They changed it for this game mm. in the sense they combined it because you know there's only real, technically four five dungeons mm. in the game. Technically, yeah, the four guardian beasts and Hyrule Castle. Okay, but you have all these shrines scattered out everywhere that are all these little puzzles that you have to complete. And when you get when you complete those, you get a spirit orb. And when you get four of those spirit orbs, you can take it to a, a statue and trade it for uh, four of them for a heart piece or a, st- or a, pe- or a mm-hmm. stamina upgrade. Yeah. Which means, at bare minimum, you have to get 40 of these orbs wow. before you can go after the Master Sword. Which means you have to defeat 40 shrines. And the thing is, I was trying to do this without accidentally triggering any cutscenes, which meant I couldn't go to the areas in which the guardian beasts were right because it would trigger cutscenes. Hmm. They are not easy to get to without tr- doing that. Really? No, they are not. I, I did get it, but it was tough. It was tough doing that. And now I'm going through and just, you know, go- getting all the guardian beasts. Cause I've, I've got the sword that will, you know, at least let you kill the, the bosses fairly quickly because hmm. I got the master sword. Hmm. But uh, now I'm working towards getting uh, ancient armor, which requires me killing a lot of guardians, hmm. you know, these guys, ah, okay. I have a guardian amiibo audio listeners. So I'm showing that to Jacob. Hmm. I have to kill like a bunch of these. Huh? These are hard to beat, but anyway, Put that right there. Gotcha. Um, yeah, other than that, that's pretty much what I've been watching and playing. Uh, for you people who watched the Twitch streams that I quit doing back at the beginning of April, I may be starting those back up now that my schedule is allowing me to do it more often now that I'm kind of rested from <sighs> four 11-hour days a week. Uh <laughs> So I may be bringing those back, but I haven't decided yet, though. So keep an eye out for those gotcha. on our Twitch channel, The Cellcast Gaming. Jacob. All right. So what have you been watching? Well, also a lot of them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, besides watching How to Pick Up a Girl in Dungeon. I know I'm going to butcher the name. Is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon or there something to Thank that you. Okay. Yeah. Watch that. Anime's. Quit making your names 30 miles long. Give me a two, one or two word names. That's why I like something like Spy Family. Yeah. It's a, just two words. Simple. You can't t- tell people to search that because that's not how it's spelled, but whatever. <laughs> uh, Spy X Family. So also another film that we we both watched uh, was the Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie. Mm. Uh, I watched it over, I believe I watched it Saturday. And right around the same time, I, I, I brought around, brought around sometime before I went to Tyler to go, see, to go hang out with my girlfriend. And that was it's interesting, it's an interesting commentary on uh, a lot of media and uh, celebrity and a lot of that stuff. A lot, yeah. of, I, I found that very interesting. I, I, I agree with a lot of your points where it's just like okay, they completely skip over this entire huge canon of Chippendale and they, they make it more... I can understand if in the film they addressed it more as, okay, these were bit parts we did throughout the years until we got 
you know, the, the gig for Chippendale, yeah. Chippendale yeah. Rescue Rangers. Not um, the Chippendale dancers. No. They're in the film, too. Yes, they are. <laughs> for two seconds. Two seconds. Thankfully. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was an interesting film. There, it's There's a lot to process throughout this entire film. The There were parts. This is of, why we'll be reviewing it later. Yes. Um, I enjoy I enjoyed parts of it. I was turning my head like a dog half of it it was like what in the world are they doing but like i said it wasn't that it was bad it's no actually okay but it still is like this is a big fever dream <laughs> that's the only ex- explanation this is all it feels like especially when they reveal who the villain is which i'm not going to talk about here yes but we may have to review one of his movies in between here and there Ooh, this is a thought i may be moving some stuff around oh, okay that makes sense that makes sense because i don't Thing? no we haven't reviewed that yet okay no we have not but we will i love how we're teasing stuff that we haven't even just talked about yet no <laughs> you're you're discussing it on the air and talking yes. about like oh yeah, yeah we need to review this movie at yes, some point in time yes we do because well a it's a classic yes movie, uh, but yeah agreed it's now controversial but <laughs> it's a yeah, oh, I'm not gr- going to say anything that even tells you what we're talking about, because for all you know, we're talking about Song of the South. We're not. We're not. For all you know, <laughs> from what Jacob just said, <laughs> which that might be a possibility, too. Yes. But, moving on. Yes. Uh, so I continue watching Star versus the Force of Evil. Mm-hmm. Really good. Uh, very unique storytelling. Um, I think I'm in season two i believe i think it's season two or three one of those and uh it's really good it's really interesting and i watched that on top of uh sword art online season two through four Mm -hmm. and i know a lot of people do not like the series uh you're just saying that because we had a long talk discussion about it in the parking lot at church thursday that is true, but also I've had other conversation with other people about this series. Right. It's a, it's a divisive series. It is a very divisive series. That's and the nicest thing you can say about it. Yes, it is very divisive. Uh, there's 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 parts of this film, I re- those, the show in general, that I enjoy. There's other parts like, whoa, okay, you went there. It's like, okay, Kirito, what are you doing now? What Why, why is everybody doing this for you? Blah, 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 blah. But uh, Kirito is the main character of the show. Right. And uh, season four is, I like how the direction they're going in season four. Mm-hmm. The, the, in the, the first half of the first half of season four was okay. That was something that was weird. They, they literally had a character transform into a sword in order to fight the big baddie. <laughs> what is this? Uh, soul leader? Maybe. Because <laughs> that's how soul leader works. Yeah, pretty much. It just got bizarre beyond bizarre. And I was like, what in the world? But either or. Either or, uh, I'm pro- most likely going to finish it. And I might put one of the movies on the list. Okay. All right. So. Yeah, I think that's all that I've been watching so far. Yeah, that's all I've been watching. All right. What do we got in the news? All right. So, uh, <laughs> another fever dream from what you showed me. 
<laughs> All right. So Hollywood legend Samuel Jackson. Yes, that's Samuel Jackson uh, has been added to the animated cat roster of uh, to the where he is recording. Uh, let's see. He's wrapped up his recording for the feline samurai Jimbo in Paws of Fury Legend of Hank. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's coming out. Uh, that's what we were previously calling Blazing Samurai. Yeah. Which I think is a better name, but yeah. whatever. Oh, I agree. Completely agree. Uh, so that'll be coming out July 15th. Uh, he is also adding his voice to, he is going to be in the upcoming, um, let's see. He is going to be, uh, apparently a Garfield movie. Either it's a, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a short or something. We really don't know. Cause there's not a whole lot of detail about it yet, but, uh, he is voicing Garfield's dad, which was a brand new character. He has, as far as I can tell. Yeah. So we're getting that also a certain, uh, actor who has a chance of, uh, Chris freaking Pratt. I was getting there. It's Garfield. He's Garfield. It's like, Chris, can you get at least one animated movie out before you announce another one? <laughs> You're playing two characters who eat lasagna. That is true. I assume, Mario, I assume Mario eats lasagna. He's Italian, but anyway. <laughs> so yeah, be like that that we don't have any data what that movie will come out. Uh they're just announcing who's gonna be who. And uh yeah, Chris Pratt is uh Garfield. Can you just imagine what Samuel Jackson's going to be like in that movie? Oh, gosh. A very tame Samuel Jackson. <laughs> I'm tired of these blankety blank spiders in my blankety blank house. That didn't make sense. <laughs> I blankety blank hate Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Blank. Yeah. Blankety yeah. blank. Blankety blank. Exactly. No, that's not the name of this episode. <laughs> All right, so uh, there has been some uh, interesting developments over at Netflix. Uh, another <laughs> round, of, another round of layoffs in the wake of the declining subscription numbers and stock value. Netflix has laid off over 150 employees across across the company, uh, representing two percent of its workforce largely in the United States. The streamer also eliminates 70 roles from its, from its animation unit, as well as roles from social media and publishing con- uh, contractors. Uh, the cuts were revealed in an interview. And uh, yeah, that's, that, that's also, they've, they're, they're cutting shows. They're cutting movies that are animated. So yeah, Netflix is taking a hit. Yeah. A massive hit. So, uh, yeah, because I, I I was watching something where we had that big boom where, uh, like all the animators from the big studios were moving over to Netflix. Hulu, yeah, and now they're all getting cut, getting cut because I guess the animated stuff's not making them any money. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. And I'm hoping the anime side is okay, but because mm-hmm. I still want another season of uh, Godzilla Singular Point. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, crazy. So, so yeah, that's all I have for in the news. Well, then we should get into the spoiler-free section of our review for Bell. Yes, technically based on Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, technically. Really? Yes. 
it's a it's own thing. If we're being honest, agreed. It it, it, it takes, just uh, takes elements. Yes. And I mean, I mean, whole scenes. <laughs> more on that in a minute. <laughs> but that's the thing. It starts off, and it's like I, I kept thinking, okay, this is gonna be this is kind of like Summer Wars. Mm-hmm. You've got your uh, VR chat like uh, virtual world mm-hmm. that the players can connect to. I mean, heck, the opening scene is taken from Summer Wars. Just changed the names of the of the platforms. Yeah, agreed. It's literally the same start except we got a different song going on and being sung by our protagonist mm-hmm. uh bell or mm-hmm. as her avatar is known mm-hmm. uh but yeah it, there, there there's about uh, there's points throughout the movie where all of a sudden you're reminded oh yeah this is technically based on beauty and the beast mm-hmm. because it like forgets this for like large portions of the film it does not that that's a bad thing no. it's just all this you're getting into what's going on all of a sudden they're up in the castle it's like where did this castle come from yeah but we're in a castle <laughs> and she's got a rose and she's talking to the beast it's like it's almost like they're saying word for word what's hap- what happened in disney's beauty and the beast <laughs> and then we're back to okay back to the pop music okay cool I'm following. This is still good. This is a very f- excellent film. Mm-hmm. But it's just there are moments where you get blindsided. It's like, oh yeah, we're this is Disney. This is this is uh, Beauty and the Beast. I forget. I keep forgetting this. <laughs> How do we forget it when the main character's name is Belle? <laughs> but anyway, the film is good. I highly if you're if you're on the fence on this mm-hmm. for some reason, yeah. Uh, and you don't know whether or not you should watch it. I'm going to tell you right now, go watch it. It's worth it. Oh, yeah. It's actually a very touching film, especially near the end. Oh, yeah. And I was about ready to come through that screen and smack the mm-hmm. that that one guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to spoil what's going on. Yeah. But I, because you could, by the way, this is where they, this is one of those moments they didn't take from the Disney movie. Yeah. Because Gaston is. Well, the, the Gaston figure is not the main villain. No, he's not. <laughs> like he is in Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. But I, I, there was a point there I wanted to come through come through the screen and hit this guy because it's like, this is all your fault, you idiot. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the film was good. I have some small issues with it, which we'll get to. Right. But uh, yeah, go watch the film. It's an excellent, excellent movie. Agreed. Uh, I also thoroughly enjoyed this film. This movie had has so much range and so much depth. Uh, I would agree with you with the it kind of there's some moments where it kind of goes oh, okay, we're doing the beauty and base thing for a moment, and then we're to go yes. back to the the music and the our own story. Yes, but the original the original elements and then beauty and the beast. Do 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 do. Yeah, Lumiere was in Chippendale Rescue yes, Rangers too. Sorry. <laughs> Two Beauty and the Beast things this week, and awesome. Yes, literally uh, within hours of each other. I agree. When I watched it. I think I watched Beauty. I think I watched movie on Sunday. Anyway, uh, uh, this was just a fantastic movie. This is the first time I'm watching this film. Uh, I picked it up because I knew it was going to be released uh, the same week I was on vacation. Mm-hmm. So I just got I just got up that morning and went to. Um, Voldemort. Voldemort. Yeah, Voldemort. Not Voldemort. Yeah, Voldemort. That's the Harry Potter guy. Yeah. Voldemort is the store that shall not be named. named. Exactly. 
So I went there and picked up the film. Walmart, for those people who don't yeah. know. Yeah. So I, I went to. Enemy. <laughs> except not. Except not. Uh, so I did, go, I did go to Walmart, go pick up this film, and also I picked something else uh, because that's what you do. So it's like, yeah, this movie is incredible. There's points where it's just, it literally just broke me. And I'll get into that a little bit later. And there's, it's like, oh, wow, this is incredible storytelling. And yeah, so if you're on the fence about going watch this film, if you're the otaku who's never seen it, you're the... If you've the, never watched anime before, but you like Beauty and the Beast, yeah, go watch this. Yeah, go watch this. This is one I would suggest to most people. Yeah, I'm definitely... Uh, I, I'm I'm terrible with names. Absolutely terrible names. She uh, she was the guest host with us when we did Beauty and the Beast. Oh, Ashley. Ashley. Yeah, Ashley. I just, yeah, Ashley needs to go see this. This is stinking good. Oh, yeah. Almost so, a shame she's not here tonight, but... Yeah, either or. Be like, Ashley, if you're listening to this, go watch this. Yes, go you'll do, enjoy stop this. Stop what you're doing. Go watch Bell. Force Francisco to watch it, too. He needs to watch more modern movies. Exactly. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> I enjoyed it. Definitely go watch it. Watch it now. We'll get to spoiling this thing on the other side of the bumper, so come out and hang out with us at that point. Don't forget that you can download... Download? Don't forget that you can't... Don't forget that you can listen to us record the podcast live every Tuesday over on our Facebook page, The Cellcast our uh, Twitch channel, the Cellcast Gaming, and on YouTube at Cellcast. Also, don't forget to join our Patreon if you would like to support us monetarily. At $1, you'll get our everlasting thanks. At, at our $5 tier, you can get some artwork from Jacob. And on our $10 tier, you can get bloopers for every, ep- for, for every episode we've released that I've remembered to release them for. And you can get commentaries from different movies. So come check us out over there if you would like to support us financially. Every other week, join the Retro Rewind Pod as they travel back 15 or more years along the entertainment space-time continuum in their mission to review movies and games, establishing what is still worth your time today. Expect fun banter and trivial insights from Francisco and Paul, the Master Interrupter Powers, and rotating guest hosts who are all out of time. Do you like Star Wars? I don't just mean the original trilogy. Along with that, I mean the prequels, the sequels, the anthologies, the animated shows, and of course, (laughs) who doesn't like Baby Yoda? Well, if you've been in the fandom for any length of time, you know how toxic the fandom can get. And if you'd like to be able to discuss a galaxy far, far away in a much more positive light, might I suggest searching out The Outer Rim, a Facebook group dedicated to all of Star Wars, and check out their YouTube channel, which you can easily find at Pop Americana, which the podcast you're currently listening to is also a part of. To find that and more, check out the link in the description. following is a spoiler-filled review for the movie Bell. Listener discretion is advised. Bell was written and directed by Mamoru Hosoda, who also directed Summer Wars mm-hmm. and The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. Yes. In fact, I don't know if you noticed this, but the stu- his studio, mm-hmm. Studio Chizu, 
mm-hmm. named after the main character from the girl who leapt through time. That's right. It and is. it's even her silhouette on the, mm-hmm. on the logo. It is. So mm-hmm. just pointing that out. I happened to notice that this time. I don't think we've seen the other Mamoru Hosoda films, but we need to get those on the list. Yes, we do. Anyway, getting into the cast, Suzu Naito and Belle were voiced by Kylie McNeil. You know what's interesting about her casting? I heard you talk about it at Chase's, but mm-hmm. repeat it one more time. This is her only acting and singing role. Really? Professionally. She was hired off the street. Really? And she has, it's not that she hasn't gotten another role yet. I just think she hadn't, maybe she just had, this movie hasn't gotten her in the limelight yet. Because this is her first role, period. This is her debut. Really? Yeah. Okay, so what's her name again? Uh, Kylie McNeil. Kylie McNeil. Okay. She's literally 18. Wow. And she does an amazing she job does. in this film. You know, props. Both um, uh, acting-wise and singing-wise. Yes, agreed. Kay and Dragon were played by Paul Castro Jr. And in the video game, The Addams Family M- Mansion Mayhem, he mm. played Pugsley. Really? Yes. Huh. That is the That game is based off of the first Addams Family animated films, to give you an idea as to who he's pretending to be. Oh, okay. In that one. I don't know if he did a good job because I hadn't played it. Uh, Suzu's father was played by Ben Lepley. And in the video game New Pokemon Snap, he played Professor Mirror. Hiroka Betsuyaku was voiced by Jessica DeCiso. I'm sorry if I said that name wrong. But in Gravity Falls, she played Tambri, one of the uh, girls. Okay. Uh, Shinobu Hisatake was voiced by Manny Jacinto and in the upcoming film as in upcoming this weekend Top Gun Maverick Woo-hoo! he voices Manny Jacinto or he plays Manny Jacinto hmm. Kamashine was voiced by Brandon Ingman and in Weathering With You he played Morishima Hadoka really? yeah nice Ruka Watanabe pl- was played by Hunter Schaefer and something called Euphoria, she played Jules Vaughn. Hmm. Uh, Justin was played by Chase Crawford. And in the show Gossip Girl, he played a character named Nate Archibald. If you can't tell some of these, I had a hard time finding something I thought worked. Right. Uh, Okamoto was played by Ellen Stern. And she played Masaki Kurosaki in Bleach the Movie 2, Diamond Dust Rebellion. Hmm. Jelinek was played by Andrew Cashino, and he's the original voice for Saw Gerrera in Star Wars The Clone Wars. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> Swan was played by Noelle McGrath, and she was additional voices in Robotech. Tokore Maru was played by David Chen, and he played Happy Hogan in What If? Huh. Kita was played by Jessica G. George. And in Sailor Moon Crystal and the uh, Viz dub of uh, Sailor Moon, the original Sailor Moon, mm-hmm. she pl- she was the voice of Pets, one of the villains. That's literally Pet with the word Z. Letter Z. Pets. Mm-hmm. Yoshitani was played by Barbara Goodson. And you know who she is. Barbara Goodson. The I brought the name up many, many yes, times. Yes, you have. Ah! That's a 10,000 
years I'm free. It's time to conquer Earth. Yeah, she is Rita Repulsa and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Hatanaka was voiced by Martha Harms, and she was Officer Jenny in the original uh, version of Pokemon. Really? Yeah. Nakai was voiced by Wendy Lee, who is Faye Valentine in Cowboy Bebop. Uh-huh. Suzu's mother was played by Julie Nathanson, who played Gilda Dent in Batman the Long Halloween. Hmm. Kay's father was played by Kiff Vanden Huevel. And he was Obadiah Stain in What If. Say what? Yes. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Villain is as villain does. Exactly. Last but not least, Peggy Sue, the rival uh, pop artist from the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And makes some, has some scenes in the end. Yes. She was played by Christina V, who is Ladybug in Miraculous. The Adventures of Ladybug and Cat Noir. Okay. You don't know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. I think I think I recognize what you're talking about. I think you brought it up to me before. Isn't that the the hmm uh, that one? Oh yeah, yeah. The superhero show that all the kids watched on Disney Channel. Yeah, I assume it's still on Disney Channel. I have no idea. Mm. I know it's on Netflix of all things, but right, that doesn't mean anything, right? Uh, Getting into the Kingdom Hearts connections. Jessica DeCiso, or DeCico, or De, De, however you say your name, Jessica, I am so sorry, uh, who played Hiroka in this, she is Olette in Kingdom Hearts 2. Hmm. Christina V, was a, uh, who was Peggy Sue, is additional voices in uh, Kingdom Hearts. But the fun one is actually from the Japanese dub. And I, there was actually a couple from the Japanese dub, but I didn't include them because I... I just didn't go into that far. Okay. But I was looking for just one more, possibly from Smash Brothers. Mm. And I found a good one. Ah. Toshiyuki Morikawa. The voice of Justin in the Japanese version. Okay. Is the voice of this character, not only in the Japanese version, but in the English version, because for reasons unknown to me, both characters from this game are speaking in Japanese only in Smash Brothers. Okay. He is the voice of Sephiroth whoa okay yeah wow because both cloud and sephiroth for some reason only speak japanese and in, in smash brothers and i don't know why interesting but yeah that's all my kingdom hearts connections huh all right so going in info stuff uh info and stuff uh imdb it has a 7.6 out of 10 you can watch it on all platforms or where you can rent it on all platforms yes for 3.99 it was produced by, as uh, Drew said earlier, by Studio Chizu. Chizu. I want to say Shizu, but it's Chizu. It's Chizu. Chizu. Uh, distributed by Toho uh, here in mm-hmm. the States, also done by G Kids. Uh, its release date uh, was actually uh, premiered at the Can Fin, uh, the Can Fin, uh, Can Film Festival. Festival. <laughs> Thank you, Can Film Festival, uh, July fifth, two thousand twenty-one. Um, and it premiered in Japan in the, the next day on July 16th uh, box office. Uh, let's see. It had an estimate. It, it does not give me a, a um, I could not find an, es- an estimated budget. That's not surprising. A lot of Japanese animes don't have, don't give you the estimated budget. That is true. That is so true. All right. Just cause so, that's not how they work over there. All right. So this is, I'm going to give you both for America and 
for the U- United States and world, mm-hmm. and including the Japanese, the Japanese release. Uh, its U.S. opening was one point five million dollars on July six on January sixteenth. Uh, its U.S. gross was four uh, four four million four million, and its worldwide gross was thir- sixty four sixty four million dollars. Uh, Bell is the third highest gross Japanese film in two thousand one, according uh, accounting for six point five billion yen. Which I did not do the translation to that, so pardon me. That's for that. a lot of money. That's a lot of money. In uh, the box office ranking as of December twelfth, two thousand twenty-one, the film's U.S. opening weekend, like I said before, mm-hmm. made one point six, one point six, and uh, bear in mind the U.S. airings of this were all done through Fathom events, mm-hmm. which means they only had maybe two or three days on. Yeah. In, in theaters yeah total yeah and so what, what i think i think there's like a total of six or so or no because they did both dub and subs so there would have been eight showings technically total two of the dub two of the sub mm-hmm. probably somewhere between eight show times total yeah that's crazy it having and it made that much money yeah 1.8 million dollars in a four-day martin luther king day holiday frame and that was also before uh a lot of the Fathom events theaters had opened up that were in the smaller markets. True. Like, cause they just now like the last couple of weeks did that. Very true. All right. So home release, the film was released on May 17th, 2022 on Blu-ray, D- Blu-ray DVD by G kids here mm-hmm. in the States. So that's all I have for him. Info and stuff. All right. Getting into the summary. Suzu Naito is a 17 year old high school girl student who lives in rural Kochi Prefecture in Japan. When she was young, she was close with her mother, who supported her love for singing and writing songs. However, one day, Suzu witnessed her mother rescuing a child from a flooding river at the cost of her own life. The traumatic experience caused Suzu to resent her mother for abandoning her for a stranger's child, and she became unable to sing. The event has led to her growing distant from her father, despite his attempts to reach out, though she remains close with a group of older choir teachers, whom were her mother's friends. She is alienated from most of her classmates, with the exception of her childhood friend and self-appointed protector, Shinobu Hisatake, on whom she has a crush. Popular girl Ruka Watanabe, her sportsman classmate Shinjiro Chikami, nicknamed Kamashin, and her genius best friend Hiroka Betsuyaku. On Hiro's suggestion... Suzu signs into the popular virtual metaverse known as You and creates a beautiful avatar with freckles she names Bell, the English translation of her own name. That is literally B E L L, mm-hmm. not the Bell <laughs> that the movie is spelled for. Upon logging into You, Suzu finds herself capable of singing again. Bell's appearance is at first criticized due to her freckles, but after making several appearances while singing and with the assistance of Hero, who has appointed herself as Belle's manager and producer, Belle soon becomes a big hit. Following, uh, following her popularity, people start to refer to her as Belle, spelled B-E-L-L-E, which means beautiful in French. During one of Belle's concerts, an infamously strong and near-unbeatable user simply called the Dragon, or the Beast, makes a violent appearance and ruins the concert. This prompts a vigilante group led by the self-righteous Justin to begin hunting the Dragon accusing him of disturbing the peace of you using a specialized program. Justin plans 
a, to unveil the dragon's identity to the public. Suzu feels intrigued by the dragon and, be, and begins to gather information about him. She discovers that he is popular amongst children who consider him to be their hero, particularly a shy boy named Tomo who was in the news with his brother and father following his mother's death. Belle searches you for the dragon while evading Justin. She is led to the dragon's hidden castle by a mysterious angel avatar, although I think they were more mermaids than angels. Yeah, is what or. the movie calls them. But mm-hmm. anyway, because I watch with the subtitles on, even though it's English, mm-hmm. and it called them mermaids. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So just throwing that out there. Interesting. Um, and finally meets the dragon and his five guardian AIs. Despite their rocky start, Belle and the dragon grow close. Meanwhile, in the real world, Ruka confides to Suzu that she is she has someone she likes. Since both Ruka and Shinobu are the most popular students in school, Suzu mistakenly believes that Shinobu is the one Ruka likes until Ruka later clarifies that the one she likes is Kamashin. With Suzu's help, Ruka and Kamashin are able to admit their feelings for each other. Back in you, Justin captures and interrogates Belle, aware that she is close with the dragon, and threatens to unveil her identity to the whole world if she refuses to cooperate. The dragon's AIs rescue Belle at the last second. However, their intervention allows Justin and his group to locate the dragon's castle and destroy it, though the dragon escapes. Belle manages to find him and tries to help him, but he flees before she can do anything. Suzu and Hiro immediately work to find out the dragon's real identity before Justin can warn him. They find a live video feed of Tomo singing a song only Belle and the dragon know, and realizing that Tomo is the... An- oh, sorry, there was an angel avatar. Mm-hmm. It's just the other AIs were the... Um, yeah. Mer- mermaids. Mermaids, thank you. Uh, the feed reveals that Kay and Tome are... Oh, sorry, I'm bagging back up. Uh, realize that Tomo is the angel avatar and that his older brother Kay is the dragon. The feed reveals that Kay and Tomo are being abused by their father. Kay's anger and steadfastness in protecting Tomo is what gives the dragon his unbeatable strength and rage in you. Suzu contacts Kay to help, but Kay does not believe that she is Belle. Uh, Shinobu, Ruka, Kamashin, and the choir teachers reveal their knowledge of Belle's true identity and urge Suzu to sing as herself in order to gain Kay's trust. Suzu unveils herself to the whole world anew and begins to sing, gaining support from everyone listening. Seeing this, Kay decides to trust her and tries to contact her again. Unfortunately, Kay's father sees the recorded video of his abuse posted online and immediately cuts off the internet connection before Kay can tell Suzu their address. Using local news music from the TV and building buildings visible from the windows and in the recording of the room, Ruka and Kamashin deduce that Kay's hometown is Kawasaki Kanagawa near Tokyo. Since the authorities cannot intervene on abuse charges until 48 hours have passed, which I ask why... (laughs) Suzu quickly rushes to the city alone to find Kai. Okay. Suzu locates Kay and Tomo and protects them from their father. Once the situation is settled, Suzu and Kay thank each other for giving one another courage. The next day, Suzu returns home. Her father welcomes her at the station, and she warmly tells them tells him she's back. Shinobo praises Suzu for her bravery and decides she no longer needs his protection. Finally, understanding her mother's selfless actions, Suzu comes to terms with her mother's death and is able to and is ready to sing with her friends. No. <laughs> Getting into the trivia. As I mentioned before back in the trivia question, uh, this is the motion picture debut of Ludwig Forsell. Forsell is best known for composing music for Hideo Kojima's video games, most prominently the Metal Gear Solid series. Jin Kim, 
the character artist for the film, mm-hmm. has done a lot of work for Western productions, mm-hmm. either as an animator or character artist, including yes. Tiny Toon Adventures, Darkwing Duck, the Aladdin TV show, the movie Hercules, Tarzan, The Emperor's New Groove, for which he was the animator for Cusco, both human and uh-huh. longer form. Exactly. Bolts, The Princess and the Frog, Tangled, Frozen, mm-hmm. Big Hero 6, Zootopia, Over the Moon, which is that Netflix movie yes, you watched. Yes, we reviewed, yes. Uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, yes. and last but not least, Encanto. Oh. Wow. This guy is prolific in the West. Oh, yeah. Definitely, if you look at the sketches for the characters. Oh, you can like, see it. It's so much Disney. There's, <laughs> there's, there are points in there where... It, I swear that uh, uh who was the lead in Encanto? What was her na- character's name? Um, Mirabelle. Mirabelle. Yeah. I swear I could see Mirabelle's eyes in a couple of people. Yeah. If that makes any sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, Mamoru Hosoda and Jin Kim both had an admiration for each other's work. While Hosoda was attending the Oscar ceremony for his film Mirai in 2018, the two were able to meet for the first time. It was there the two said they would work together on a future project. This eventually became Bell. Hmm. The uh, main theme and first song heard in the movie is from, by the Japanese music group Millennium Parade, and there are many subtle hints and references to the group within the movie. In the Japanese version, Peggy Sue is voiced by Ermoy, which I believe is the lead vocalist on Millennium Parade stuff, mm. from what I understood. Uh, one of the unnamed characters pursuing the dragon has a dog face whose appearance is almost identical to the dog characters in the music video of Millennium Parade's song, Philip. And if you look closely, you can spot other characters that resemble people in the dance scene in their video for Bond Dance as well. Bear in mind, I have not seen any of these things stuff, so I have no idea how true any of that is. Uh, But this film does mark Studio Chizu's 10th anniversary. Really? Yes. Which brings me to the end of my trivia. Jacob, what is your first like? Uh, I would say my first like would be the, the, the meta commentary that this movie... Well, oddly enough, be like you look at Chippendale Rescue Rangers <laughs> and the commentary that plays into uh, celebrity. This one also plays into celebrity. Yeah, and also plays into the uh, the virtual persona people take on and how toxic, how toxic the uh, the internet the internet is. Be like you, you be like for people. Uh, people think, oh, Twitter's bad. Be like, yeah, she get on some of these boards and it's like they're just ripping each other left and right for everything. If you think Twitter's bad, look at Tumblr. Oh yeah, Tumblr's bad. Tumblr is absolutely horrendous. But it's 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 that it's a good commentary on how like how we treat each other. Mm-hmm. How we treat each other. It's like, oh, because when Belle first comes into you, it's just like, oh, she's ugly. Oh, she's da-da-da. It's just this constant barrodment of barrage of like just negative commentary, just Simple, baby. Like, oh, I saw her. I instantly don't like her. I hate her. I don't like her. She has freckles. I don't like people who show off. Yeah, exactly. I've seen those YouTube comments. Yeah, not on our show. Of course, I like to just see YouTube comments on our show. (laughs) Like, comment, subscribe wherever you found us. By the way, folks. Yeah, it's just be like it's just wonderful comments because they're again be like people start they start off negative and then you get that slow burn of be like oh people do like her and then instantly everybody loves her. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, she's got this beautiful voice, but it's still that chatter of me like hatred in the background. And it's that that lead that lead into the the uh, more towards the finale when. Uh, one second. 
uh, Suzu be like is confront is confronted with be like to get K to like actually be like I've got to find where he is where yeah. he can come find me. It's like I've, I've got to reveal who I am, and everybody's like, "Don't do this; you'll ruin your life." Be like, no, be like there's commentary throughout the entire film. It's like be like no one wants to see you for who you really are. Be like there's. Th- it's it's such a toxic idea to be like be like to create and create an avatar another person another persona online in order for to that people don't because even Susie's afraid that people are going to reject her because how she looks mm-hmm. and like other avatars and people around her is only don't do it be like this is going to ruin your life people are no longer to love you. They're no longer going to listen to you. Except her friends who tell her do it. Yeah, exactly. Because it's the only way that he's going to listen. It's the only way he's that. And, uh, and you're good just the way you are. Exactly. The only person who's fighting it is uh, uh, her manager friend. Yeah. And I think that's because her manager friend knows more about what was going on beforehand and yeah. is actually worried that her friend may not be able to... Uh, do what they're saying, even though they're all thinking, yeah, she can do it. Oh yeah. Agreed. Agreed. She's that concerned friend. I thinking, maybe this is not a good idea. Yeah. I, well, and, I, I, a, and her reasoning is perfectly valid. It is. It is completely valid, but it's wrong. Agreed. And there again, be like the, be like being yourself, not in what the world tells you because the world can tell you a ton of things and it's lying to your face. Mm-hmm. Because the, the world wants you to be this, wants you to be this, wants you to be this. It's like, no, just be, be the person that God has created you to be. Yeah. And and not be the, you know, give, give into the temptation of your heart or anything like that. Because God's going to lead you in, in the in the right path as long as you listen to the to hard it. things. Yeah, do the hard things. Because it's the uh, going down the the uh, the, uh, the narrow path into the wide path. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, it's, just, it's one of those things where it's where people, definitely the younger generation, some of like our generation was just be like, oh, people got to uh, follow the money, follow the fame to because uh, that's where my happiness lies. And so which in truth, it isn't. It's in those those people that actually do care about you and uh, following truth instead of lies, because lies will always deceive you and truth will lead, uh, set you free. So yeah, mine was more just like this big open commentary about uh, how we treat each other and yeah, just be yourself. What is your first like? My first like, my first like for this film is the beautiful, absolutely beautiful animation. Indeed. Throughout the entire film. Agreed. Uh the film uses standard 2D animation for the real world stuff, mm-hmm. but then uses a form of the 3D style animation for mm-hmm. the digital world Agreed. stuff. Uh, and I think it's a very well use of that because most of the time when you see the digital stuff, it doesn't really fit. And I think uh, Mamoru Hosoda mm-hmm. recognized that. So it's yeah. like, you know, this is just how it looks while we're in this world. Yeah. So it, and it works beautifully there. Um, a lot of the animation uh, in both areas looks, it's just nice and smooth. Uh, there is a small problem during one of the songs, which I'll get to when I get to dislikes, mm-hmm. but for the most part, the music, the, the, the animation, especially around the, the, the video, the uh, 
the songs, the animation mm-hmm. is like spot on. I think this is the first anime musical I've ever seen. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just because they don't come up often or if they've never done one before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But this is absolutely beautiful the way they handle it. Um, and I, I enjoy all the, an- the the animation. This is just spot on. There's the part that blows me away is right before right, as she's getting ready to uh, the sing there at the end when she has to reveal herself. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of the lights start coming on and all the mm-hmm. avatars yeah. around their hearts. That's the thing. They don't ex- they don't tell you why that ha- why that's happening. Yeah. I was kind of lost I was clueless on that. Yeah. Here's the thing. Do you remember early on in the film when she tripped on the bridge? Oh and, yeah. And uh the, yeah. when it when it showed the avatar, it had the little red dot showing yeah. where the pain was. Yeah, where she smacked her head. Yeah. What if the yellow light, this is a theory, they don't yeah. say this. It's yeah. one of those things I like where they don't tell you what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They allow you to think about it because they yeah. trust the intelligence of their audience. Mm-hmm. I think the reason all the yellow lights were coming on there noticeably around most of the avatars' hearts mm-hmm. is the fact that their hearts were being tugged into this. Mm-hmm. And were, they were feeling the same thing that Belle was feeling, even if they didn't know the story behind it. Yeah. They were being drawn. They were being drawn into it. That was actually their emotional feelings Mm -hmm. showing on their avatars. Yeah. Which I think was brilliant. That is nice. And it gave a nice visual look. And it's it's similar to Tangled during the lamp scene. Mm -hmm. When they're looking at the lights across the lake. Yeah. That are technically for her. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So it's similar in that kind of a feel. But, I mean, it's absolutely beautiful shot. And then you do get... Her Belle's transformation into Suzu, mm-hmm. which is kind of a reverse magical girl transformation. It, does. it is. And it looks awesome. It does. It's just, you know, this art, obviously artificial, beautiful pop singer mm-hmm. transforming into a 17 year old, 17 year old high school student yeah. who has basically normal looks in general, average looks, I would yeah. say. She's not a knockout beauty. She's just a girl, a normal, average, average, everyday girl. Yeah. And it's kind of this reverse. A uh, magical girl thing mm-hmm. where it's like she's becoming her true self mm-hmm. to show uh k that yeah i am being real about this you need to tell me where you are so i can come save your butts yeah since the police will not give us a hand here <laughs> part annoys me <laughs> but anyway yeah yeah and and then i i I mean, I need to double check before I go into this scene. Okay. Yeah. I, that's going to come up in here in a minute. So I'll, I'll save that for a bit, but yeah, the whole movie is just spot on its animation. Uh, there is one small issue I'll talk about when we get to dislikes, yeah. but uh, before we get there, uh, Jacob, what is your second like? Okay. So I had originally put this in a completely different order. So I shifted things down. Mm-hmm. So this, this movie broke me like literally broke me yeah so we we're going into the story we're going into the beasts or the dragon shows up and be like he can't be stopped he's so fierce and when be like there's the the uh the commentary going on be like why does he have the tattoos or bruises whatever and so you get the classic scene where uh beast has brought uh bell back to his castle and be like the 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 patterns on his his jacket or his his what his uh his coat cape. or whatever his cape thank you really more of a cape yeah that starts forming he's like over in pain and be like instantly i was like oh no someone's being abused someone's being abused who is this kid who is this 
And uh, for some for some reason, in my mind, I'll admit I didn't go straight to the kid was being abused or that it, someone was getting hurt. I thought maybe he was like really sick and maybe had a cancer or something. Yeah, and that that's was maybe the lesions showing up on his body. Mm-hmm. That's not what it was. Right. But then at the same time, at that point, I still had no idea who the, the beast was. Yeah. I yeah, didn't. Fi- I'm, I didn't I'm, re- realize it until they actually get to where they were realizing who it was. Yeah, because yeah, my, my my first my first thought of the, the the who the the identity of the beast was was actually the uh, the protector guy. I thought he was the guy. And I was like, and see, my first thought was that's her dad. Mm. He feeling depressed that she he can't uh, connect with his daughter. Okay. I, and I, I, honestly, I thought that's what it might be too. I, yeah. now, I couldn't come up with in that theory mm-hmm. why he had bruises, but right. Yeah. So be like going forward and be like, we I was guessing the whole time. Yeah, I was too. I was like, Oh my gosh, who is this? Be like, it literally broke me. It's Oh my gosh, things are being abused. And it, it broke me there. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And so we, we go forward in the, go forward in the film. And we start realizing that, Oh yeah, they discovered who the, who this kid, who these people are. And it's like, Oh my gosh, the kid from these kids from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh my gosh, they're being abused. It's just like, I, I teared up. I yeah. literally, it broke me. I was like, Oh my gosh, these poor kids. And, uh, Suzu just being, you know, the, 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 uh, her mother's daughter, their mother's daughter agreed For being honest. Yeah. Agreed. And her uh, her selflessness and be like just to be like I've got to save them I've got to make sure they're okay and it's just be like to the point be like the 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 the, uh, the wicked dad comes in and it's just like that it's just I'm sitting there just like it's like I, you can't do anything but then it's Suzu who steps to the plate and be like yeah she's you know oh my gosh I, I love this character love this mm-hmm. character she goes out of her way to go save this person she doesn't know. And uh, like she, she reveals who she is to the war to the world of you. Goes at goes to you know goes to uh, save these two kids, and it just be like I am literally, literally, I'm not joking here. I am weeping. I am yeah. crying, like seeing this and be like when Suzu meets the younger brother and Kay, and they're 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 huddled together because mm-hmm. she wants to protect them, and then you know that son of a biscuit shows up and starts literally beating on Suzu. I'm like, and he literally gouges her face. Yeah. When he's rage, I'm like, ah. I'm like, I'm sitting here bawling my eyes out, not bawling, but just more like tears are rolling. And I'm like, and Susie just mans up to him and just stares at him. <laughs> and that scares the crap out of him. She's their guardian angel. She's the guardian. I was like, oh my gosh. Like Susie's a, yeah, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I, I'm literally watching this film. Like, it's the the ending of the film. I'm literally I'm I'm wiping tears away. It's mm-hmm. like this is such a good story, such an amazing storytelling, and like with you know K be like you don't understand who the dragon is or the beast is, and be like obviously it, it's taking like this huge homage to Disney's Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, but then it just takes in this whole other level, this whole other level of storytelling. And it's just so impactful, and uh, yeah, it broke me. I'm, I'm literally just wiping, I'm wiping tears away and I'm like, I'm slow clapping, just slow clapping. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, this is so good. Such a good film that it's like, yeah, if you're watching, if you're watching this film for the first time, be like, yeah, get tissues. Cause it, it yeah. gets, it gets powerful. It gets very well done. And, uh, yeah, this movie broke me. That's my number two, my number two. And I didn't, I don't even have to move it. Cause this is just how nice, this is flowing mm. 
is Suzu's story arc. Yeah, agreed. Because she goes from someone who is in deep, deep depression. Oh, yeah. At the beginning of this film. Yeah. Through, admittedly, with some help from her other life on in you. Yeah. Is able to finally break through these issues that she's mm-hmm. been having. Yeah her whole life, but she's not really paying attention to the fact that she's looking at that at the beginning. And she, as she, as she's learned, as she's learning more about herself, she's becoming aware that there is this other person who is actually hurting more than she ever was. But to some degree, she knows what he's going through because she, she can feel a connection with the guy. Mm -hmm. So of course she's wants to go and find him and wants to talk to him, Mm -hmm. find out what's going on. And like you said, I mean, you get to where they're watching Kay and uh, Tomo mm-hmm. on the, the life uh, feed. on the live feed, and all of a sudden, everything of every little strange little mystery about the film kind of comes in together to, and forms a cohesive whole. Mm-hmm. It's like you know why the beast had had the bruises. Mm-hmm. You know why. Uh, who the angel kid was because we've seen the angel uh, guy thing uh, avatar all throughout the film. Yeah, never really saying anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even make the connection that that kid and his and his brother and the dad that we saw at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I didn't even make that connection until we got to the end of it. Yeah, but the you know it starts off with her mother selflessly. Jumping yeah. into this rising river to save a child, and she's unable to get back herself. Yeah, she risked her life to save a child that was not her own, even though that meant she was going to have to leave her own child. Yeah, that that was that was, it was so, a. If we're being honest, it's a it's a it's a Kobayashi Maru scenario. Yeah, it is a no win scenario. scenario. You, she couldn't let the kid die. Mm-hmm. But she honestly probably couldn't really fathom leaving her own child to have to live without her. But her own child could live without her. Yeah. The other child was not going to live if so- someone didn't go out there and save her and nobody else or save him. I don't know if it was a guy. It or was a little girl. Down. But uh, they had to. She, someone had to go out there and save her. Yeah. And her mother was the only one who could. Yeah. The only one willing to. Yeah. And a lot of the movie is Suzu uh, trying to understand why. Mm-hmm. She would do that. Agreed. Now she gets into you and she gets uh, kind of sucked into the whole world and the, her whole new uh, virtual pop star lifestyle mm-hmm. for a bit until she sees somebody else hurting. And without even realizing it, she knows she's the only one willing to help him. Yeah. Because nobody else is willing to help this guy, this, this beast. Yeah. This monster that everyone else is seeing. Mm-hmm. The in it's pure internet toxicity. No one's really mm-hmm. recognizing that there is a human on the other side of that avatar. Exactly. Who's dealing with a lot. And right now he's running around from discount Gaston, who's voiced by Sephiroth. Yeah. <laughs> I have to put it that way. <laughs> he's not Gaston, but he ain't Sephiroth either. No. But he sounds like him. <laughs> but uh, no, not in the Japanese version. He probably does. In the English version, I didn't even, he wasn't even that interesting of a character. Yeah. But we're seeing all that happening. And, they're inter- they're they're putting in all this stuff, and so you get to where they're watching, or where, where you know everything's coming back together as they're watching yeah. that live feed. Yeah, and 
all of a sudden she 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 knows what she has to do yeah but she doesn't know if she can do it she is facing the same moment her mother faced on that lake shore mm-hmm. or that river that river bank i don't yeah. know couldn't tell if it was a river or a lake but anyway she's reached river. she's reached that moment it had to be a river because the water was rising but anyway she's on, on that she's essentially on that river bank like her mother was except uh, she, she's got she she's the one who has to throw herself on this. She's the one who has to go in there because nobody else is helping. Not even the police because of some stupid law that says you have to wait forty eight hours on an abuse victim reporting. Yeah, I me mean, like and also, that makes no sense. No, it doesn't. I mean, like I understand I, where I, I, if there is someone in from Japan or has been in Japan, if you know of this law is real, let me know because this is stupid. Yeah, agreed. Like yeah, there's 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 abuse. There, there's actually some laws. Someone in, could get killed. Agreed. There's also laws here in the states, here in America, that be like you can't you can't uh, you can't report a missing uh, anybody missing or a, a, that's actually false. You can report missing people within forty eight hours. Really? Yeah. That's a, that is a, that is a rumor that has that the television and movies have perpetrated. Okay. If, you, if they're missing, you can call the police right then and there, and they will go searching for them. Really? Yeah. Okay, didn't know that. That's my understanding. Okay, my misunderstanding. That's fine. It's an understandable misunderstanding. Yes, it is. (laughs) Anyway, but it gets down to where she's the only one who can do anything and is willing to do anything. Now, I have to say this one small thing. Why did none of her choir teachers get on that train with her? Or any of her friends? <laughs> Why did she have to go by herself? They all knew what was happening. They all watched it, and they're perfectly willing to let... I know it's a Chizu. That is not the character's yeah, name. She, Suzu. Suzu. They're perfectly willing to let Suzu go to, essentially, halfway across Japan mm-hmm. to where this is happening. She doesn't even really know where she's going in Japan. She has a vague concept. Yeah. And it's pure luck that... Uh, the, the younger of the child kids, Tomo, yeah. even sees her. Yeah. And then Kay, fa- chance. And Kay runs out after after him, yeah. which, of course, is going to bring the father along. So you get to the standoff where, for no good reason, it's Suzu and him essentially facing off. She's being the guardian angel. Don't get me wrong. It's a powerful scene. It is. But I do have to wonder why none of the other responsible adults or worried people who watched that video, same mm-hmm. video feed, were not there with her physically and yeah. they're all there in spirit but still yeah well i mean like, I, I that's get, just a, that's just that is that's i didn't put that in my dislikes yeah because i have some other things right but, and that's and it's something that i just thought of yeah but it's like the fact that she is able to go there and she there's you don't know when she when when he comes around the corner and he's coming up on her and you know scars her like that yeah you don't know what's going to happen there is actually there's a chance that you know in my mind she may not make it out of this alive yeah and that's really what was going through my mind so i'm Mm -hmm. sitting there the whole time going you better back off boy you better back (laughs) off boy i'm gonna jump to the screen i'm gonna come through this tv right now i'll smack you upside the head you better back off boy don't touch my suzu (laughs) it's not that it's just I know. I'm just kidding. It's anyway. Yeah. It's like because at that point, it's like 
I'm on her side. She is not the kind of person. She doesn't have the ability to physically attack. Yeah. She's just going to stand there and take any of the abuse you're willing to, you want to give your right. own children mm-hmm. because you can't understand what's going on with your wife's death, which yeah, freaking coward. makes me feel better for Suzu's father because at mm-hmm. least he's just worried he can't connect with his daughter. And that's understandable. Right. But, and he's taking, he took his, his wife's death a lot better. Mm hmm. I mean, it's it's hard either way. Don't get me wrong, because I right. recognize that the father, uh, the, the the kid's father was hurting too. It's just he didn't know how to handle it. Yeah, and he wasn't handling it correctly, which is why he was more the beast. Mm. That's the th- that's the thing. We think of K as the beast because yeah. this character's name is the beast. Yeah, exactly. He's not the beast. No, he's His not. Father's the beast. beast. Belle is the beauty. No matter. I mean, Suzu is the beauty of mm. of the Beauty and the Beast thing. Yeah. But she's not beauty when she's Belle. She's beauty when she's Suzu. Yeah. Because true beauty can stand up to that kind of horror. Yeah. Suzu can't. It's, Suzu could. She yeah. did. I agree. Agreed. Sorry about that. Yes, she could. The character of Belle was her security blanket. Now, yes. Yeah, agreed. After she uh, reveals herself as Suzu to the world, which I'm still thinking, what does this really tell 90% of the population? Because mm. only the people in this room who already know she's bell mm-hmm. would be surprised by this. If it actually happened, mm-hmm. maybe some are classmates in school, but there's no guarantee they're even paying attention right now. Agreed. And also I, I will grant you her revealing herself is then going to make her like the most popular person in that, from that prefecture for years, mm-hmm. but <laughs> right. Still, I mean, it's, I like her story. It, it takes her from being this person who could not stand up to anything. Yeah. And because she, le- she found that inner strength in her because she knew to do what was right. Yeah. And in uh, the way the story arc handles, she's able to, to, to stand up to their father and be the only person who was willing to. Yeah. Just like her mother. Exactly. She, beca- she becomes her mother's daughter in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I loved that little, book ending there so yeah yeah agreed suzu's story arc is my second like in this film. what's agreed. your third uh like my third like oh my gosh so just to just to tag on to be like the animation mm-hmm. movie is just freaking breathtaking yeah completely breathtaking be like there there's no be like yeah we could sit here for hours talking about animation in this movie uh so yeah that's kind of like i'm tacking that onto my third but my true third uh, would go into just this, uh, the unconventional ending, unconventional ending of this movie, because be like, there's so much of the they they twist it just enough where it's it's not the be like oh the beast is be like the beast really isn't beast like you said earlier, be like he's 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 a he's a very he's a, a child that is being abused by his father mm-hmm. and like there there's so many this movie like it they twist things just enough where it manipulates things just enough to where it's like, okay, this is where it's going. Nope. Nope. It, like it's, it's brilliant storytelling in so, yeah. in so many ways where it be like, oh, okay, here's the beast. Oh, he's just an angry guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, nope, they twist that on the head and then they twist this whole, you know, the, the internet sensation, uh, vile hatred thing and they kind of twist that a little bit just the 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 manipulation they do in storytelling and just the like the it's not the be like oh the the beast and bell or k and suzu get mm-hmm. together 
it's like no it's it's suzu having the now having the courage to ask her 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 quote unquote her guardian out yeah yeah to you know go on a date and there's all these like nice little twists here and there it's just like i I really enjoy that where they they take the traditional formula from take you know your beauty and the beast disney film and kind of just twist it Mm -hmm. twist it and they twist it very well and it's not like distorting and like you know grotesquely it's just they turn it just enough to where it's this very beautiful story and they just change some of the roles around a little bit and it's just very well done i really enjoy that so yeah it's my third uh, my third like is uh it's got decent music this is not my normal taste in music okay. if we're being honest understand but for what it is i mean it's actually very good in fact i've had uh that opening song you that's done by Millennium Parade, mm-hmm. also uh, who did most of the that part of the music. Uh, I've had that stuck in my head for like since I watched the movie, and the rest of it is okay. Yeah, but um, it's but the music does fit what's going on. Uh, I also especially liked uh, Gale of Storms. I think was the name of it. Uh, that was like the second one she did. Yeah, and then of course the song that she sang to the Beast, mm-hmm. which I can't remember the name of that one. I apologize, but. Uh, those were the songs were beautiful or were very well done, especially when you consider that they translated the songs for English. Yes. Because, and this is going to get a little into my first dislike. In fact, I'm going to kind of tra- tra- uh, transition yeah. to my first dislike with this. When the, the thing is the Japanese language mm-hmm. and the English language, they yeah. are entirely different. Agreed. As you can probably understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of times our music, the poetic flow in the Japanese version mm-hmm. and making it fit poetically for an English version doesn't always mesh up well where the syllables line up, which makes mouth flaps kind of hard. Agreed. For most of the music in the film, this is not that, that really, really bad. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the first song, at the very least, because of how quickly the syllables are coming at you throughout mm-hmm. most of the song, because it's a very poppy, fast-moving yeah. song, and it's even got a small little rap section that's mm-hmm. uh, kind of sort of rap section that's really a, a fast-spoken word section, I'll mm-hmm. say it that way, Yeah, that uh, is there. The mouth flaps to make that work do not match. No at all (laughs) now it's a little bit like i said it's better in the other songs but that's because the other songs are slower Mm -hmm. so while you can still kind of see the mouth not matching up with the the words not matching up with the mouth flaps it's not as bad because in most cases she's singing loudly notes are full measures i'm, I'm not doing it you're yeah. explaining this but i mean it's they're long words so sh- and and that fits both english and the japanese and the english versions are obviously written to fit those notes a lot uh better i'll still doing the song uh, translating this what the song is trying to say mm-hmm. it's not an a fully um accurate translation in terms of what the words are saying because Japanese words, mm-hmm. uh, a lot, one a Japanese word can mean like seven different things in English. Yeah, one English word can mean seven different things in Japanese. Right. You know, it's that it's that kind of the tra- the the two languages do not really mesh very well together. Agreed. So uh, there are times when that happens, but 
yeah, in the very beginning, my first dislike is the fact that they she's talking so fast and her words are going so fast that in order to make it still sound good with the music, they had to miss mouth flaps in the actual movie, which stinks. But it's a it's really more of a minor gripe because yeah. that's a hard thing to do anyway. Agreed. Especially when all the songs had to be matched to 3D, uh, a 3D anime kind of stuff, which always has a little bit of a jank to it anyway. So yeah, yeah, because this does have that anime 3D jank to it. Agreed, it does. But anyway, believe- that's my first dislike. What's your first dislike? My my first Greek, my first Greek, my first <laughs> dis, my first dislike is solely exactly yours, the exact same. It's like that first song. Be like, it does have this. Be like the the lip flap, the lip flaps. Yeah, don't, they, this do is not, how fast the solos are going. Yeah, exactly. So it's understandable. Like you're gonna miss some of the lip flaps. Yeah, and it's understandable at the same time. It's just, it's kind of irritating because it's like. She's singing something, but the mouth isn't doing that. <laughs> and it doesn't help that this is the beginning of the film. This is our introduction to the character, mm-hmm. and your mouth flaps can't match up with the words. Yeah. That's a little worrisome when you're first watching the movie. Yeah. For the first time. Now, thankfully, like I said, it's mm-hmm. fixed later on. It and is. I, from what I could, it's not really fixed. It's the songs lend themselves to this kind of uh, solid thing later on. Yes. I, I still need to go back and watch it in Japanese because I'm curious if the if the Japanese version has the same problem. Yeah. If it does, that's not the translator's fault. That's just a weirdness in the animation. Yeah. But at least in the English version, because of that translation, that's it's like that. Yeah. I also did notice a few like a few points where Belle or Suzu is like there she's in you as Belle. And be like she's talking, but be like the the miss the uh, mouth flap kind of misses a little bit mm-hmm. just here and there, but you just notice those little things. So yeah. yeah, the 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 miss flap I'm calling it. Yeah. Well, and like I said, the I don't think this is on my list. No, it's not on my list. Uh, but yeah, there are some that 3D the 3D they use in here while it is done very well and it's pretty and it's. And it looks nice. There yeah. is some jank in the movement. Yes, there is. It's forgivable for the most part because it only happens while they're in you. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of fits as the art style. But, yeah. you know, when, when you've seen other stuff that looks so much better. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Completely agree. So what is your number two? My second dislike are some logical inconsistencies with the tech. Okay. I want to point out before I get too far into what's going to sound like a lot of nitpicking, because it is a lot of nitpicking. It is. I recognize we're dealing with magic tech. Yeah. And what I mean by that is it doesn't matter how the tech does it for the story. It's just the tech does what it does and you accept it and move on. Mm -hmm. However, there are some little things that bugged me while watching the film. And that's why I bring it up. Okay. First thing, those little ear pods they stick in their ear that somehow allow scans all their biometric data and allows them to see into the world of you. Yeah. Which also already I have some issues with, but like I said, magic tech. Yeah. I can put that part aside. Yeah. Are they seeing the real world and you at the same time? That is kind of frightening. There's that little 
interesting mm. thing because there's evidence that that's what's happening. Yeah. Especially when they're all in you, but they're also all watching that computer monitor at the same time. True. When the stream, when, when that stream's going on. Also, if that's the case, what way they explain it is that somehow they, the ear pod things are intercepting the signals from the brain before they go to the body to control the character in you. Right. Yeah. But they're able to move in the real world. We see plenty of times yeah. while they're in you. Mm-hmm. Are they switching back and forth? Or is every time she has sang her heart out for one of these pop shows, is she, is her dad able to hear her? Yeah. Because they make it sound like he doesn't know yeah. that what his daughter's doing. Or maybe he's just giving her space. It's hard to tell. And the other thing is, like, every single person, every single one of her friends, including all the old ladies knows it's no she's bell but it's just not letting her not telling her allowing her to live her secret life i'm right okay hannah montana know this and you're waiting for the right moment but still Mm. all those little logical inconsistencies with how that tech works and how when they're in this world versus when they're in you right how they're moving i mean i've played motion games Mm -hmm. like the wii and such Uh, and I've seen people playing, you know, actual virtual reality where they are actually physically having to move. You don't know where you are in those things physically yeah. in the real world. That's oh, why yeah. you have to make a space mm-hmm. in your play area so that you don't hit things. Exactly. Before we came on, you came over while I was watching one of these try not to laugh. Oh, videos, yeah. Yes. And we saw a lady grab her dog <laughs> in horror. But she didn't grab it from the head. She grabbed it from the butt. <laughs> because she couldn't see. Exactly. She just knew the dog was there and she was squeezing it because, you know, you squeeze things when you're scared. Yeah. I'm glad she didn't squeeze too hard. <laughs> she might have had something up her nose. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Ouch. But anyway. But the thing is, if that's happening in our world, that has to be what's happening over here. Yeah. Because she's, it's not like Sword Art Online. Yeah, it's pulling that in. Because in Sword Art Online, they aren't moving around physically in the real world. That's yeah. got this weird little dynamic thing. It's why, you know, they're all technically in a hospital throughout most of the film physically, that show physically. And for most part, yeah. Yeah. While their characters in game are just running around doing it. And of course, it's their brain telling their characters to do it, but mm-hmm. that signal's not going to the rest of their bodies. Yeah. That's not how it works in you, and I don't yeah. know how they are not just constantly, accidentally running into walls or into the road and getting run over. Mm-hmm. I agree. There's a lot they do not explain. No, they don't. Because all, the only tech we see is an iPhone, essentially, mm-hmm. and earpods, essentially. Pretty much. That is the entire tech for getting into the world of you, and yet all this magical technology allows all this to happen but it does it's not consistent agreed that's my real issue is the technology I, I should be able to watch and understand at least generally how this technology works i should be able to know if when she's moving in you if she's moving in the real world agreed but we don't get we we don't have any idea of that in here at all so yeah. i don't know exactly that 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 threw me off while I was watching, and it was an issue. For the most part, I actually didn't think about it. Okay. Until we got to the scene where there were her and her and all and all her friends and the choir teachers and all that are all watching the abuse yeah. feed. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, 
and they're switching back and forth between the you and you know that that whole scene mm-hmm. not just during the abuse feed well they didn't do this during the abuse feed but i mean that's all that's all centered around that they move back and forth between them in that old classroom and her singing in you mm-hmm. and they go back and forth between these two things where you you would naturally think these have to be happening at the, these events are happening at the same time mm-hmm. and yet nobody how, how do they know when they're in one or the other they don't show any switching or anything no they make it look like they're experiencing both worlds at the same time which I don't think is physically humanly possible to understand what's going on if you do that. Yeah, because the mind is not designed to do that. Exactly. It's hard enough uh, playing a video game and listening to another conversation at the same time, mm-hmm. or reading a book and listening to somebody else. People can do it. Yeah. That doesn't mean everyone can do it. Yeah. Well, but yeah, that, that those logical inconsistencies kind of just made me question some stuff. Yeah. And stuff that the the uh, hand wave of magical technology don't think about it too hard right. doesn't take care of right but yeah anyway that's my second dislike what's yours my second like kind of goes along the your the same lines as you the so when we're introduced to the world of you mm-hmm. be like it's be like you have to plug in your uh you have the you know be like your biometric biometrics and it, yes. it scans your entire body and, and it, it automatically creates an avatar for you. You don't go through a real character creator. It yeah. looks like, I mean, we, and it's all, we, ba- it's all based on like, like your personality, who you are. Right. And it's like, and it's like, wait a minute. Wait, what if I don't want to be a cowboy? Cause that's cause there's a kid. Yeah, exactly. It looks like the, these things are just generated like that. It's cause it's bringing out the inner you. How does the computer know what the inner you is? Yeah, exactly. Can't, does, does what does your biometrics make you want to look like? Uh, uh, what was one of those weirder ones that I saw? There was a lot of weird things in this. Yeah, that you're supposed to say this was that character's inner person. I feel sorry for them. <laughs> exactly. It's like what in the war? I mean, like I understand, but it's more from the creative standpoint. Yeah. Like let's create unique characters for this. But when you're basing it on, be like it's base. It's taking a UI system, and it's it's solely based off your uh, biometrics, your, data. your biometric system. And it's just like, which biometrics, by the way, is just your heartbeat, your mm-hmm. neurals, your, your neural system. Yeah. Your fingerprints. I mean, it's not magic. <laughs> no, it's not. Because it's, and like you said, like you said before, it literally just creates an avatar. You have no choice what the avatar yes. looks like. Be like, well, you I can mean, say heck, no. It, I don't want to use creates her avatar. She, she, they at least do take from a picture of her yeah. for her, mm-hmm. and it picks the wrong person. Yeah, it picks her friend, mm-hmm. but yet it puts freckles on her. So that's yeah. her. Huh? huh? What? <laughs> I can get that it took from the picture from the wrong person, but then how did it know to put freckles? Well, be like the the fact be like you had, uh, and it's not where her freckles are. They're just like random spots. They could be makeup spots for all we yeah, know. Exactly. Yeah, it's just like. And it turns her immediately into a pop star. Yeah. Don't Weird. you feel real sorry for the guy back there who looked like a uh, a, a dog? Yeah, that, I, was, I was about to say that. I was about or, to say that. There's a there's a couple other ones you look at and go, dude, this is who you. This is what this movie says you really. This is what this piece of software says you really are. Wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. You must be an absolute. You just know there's somebody back there who is literally like. Obviously, you can't show any copyrighted stuff in the film, mm-hmm. but there's some poor soul who out there who's a muck from Pokemon. <laughs> some poor soul, because 
It's got to make stuff from somewhere. It's yeah. got to essentially be a giant goo monster. Yeah, pretty much. Take take the idea of like uh, Ready Player One. It's just like, oh, someone's Ready? walking around is like Superman or something well, like that. Ready Player One, at the very least, is it has it looks like it had a fully featured character creation where you could yeah. someone who's that really talented could make anything they wanted to. That is and true. And then they go and they buy all the costumes mm-hmm. or what, whatever. They, yeah, and you, yeah. you have and no you, choice. It's just like, oh yeah, you're this thing. Yeah. Yo, you want costumes? Go get your manager to go get it for you. Pretty much. It's like, what is this? Card Captor Sakura? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Because I, I kept thinking, it was like, it's like, dude, if, if I hopped into to you, it's like, man, it literally just turned me into a dog. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> it's like, come on. Be like, I bark like a dog, but don't make me a dog. <laughs> just imagine uh, Ghetto Gaston over there with his blonde hair. Yeah. And somehow has a magical weapon that can make anyone look like their real shape. Yeah, but how does that work? Yeah, because I like he's a he's an admin. It's something is like he? that. I think I'm not sure. They never really explain it. You say weird. We this we, uh, he's you know who he is. He's the guy from um, Sao. No, uh, <laughs> oh, what is it? Promare. He's, he's the lead guy from Pro. Yes, he is that character basically because he's that. Not, not the leader, the main villain. Yeah, the that. villain from Pro. He's that kind of character that somehow has this magical thing that can somehow immediately turn you into your real self. How did you get that? Yeah, because it may, it may, it may he made it sound like he got it from his mentor. It's like, yeah, how did his mentor get it? Who are you? Are you a real person? Are you a vigil? Are you an AI in the mm-hmm. shape of a person? Who the crap are you, Justin? <laughs> Yeah, because there's, there's again, there's so many questions that and, are. And if you're not the game master, where are they? Yeah, exactly. they need to clean this crap up. <laughs> at least it's sort of online. They, they at least gave characters a choice before they locked them in. <laughs> but either plus, or, this guy is so uh, egotistical. It's like, yeah, I will reveal. I will bring justice to this world. I will reveal you for who you really are. A little girl. Yeah, little girl. And we all knew this already. <laughs> exactly. And you know, every person in here is going to be a normal person. Yeah. What? You're going to find out that uh, some random uh, troll avatar guy is literally uh, uh, Joe Biden. I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't. I was trying to think of a celebrity. Okay. I'm not even thinking politically here. Yeah, exactly. I got you. You, you just find out this, this one, this random munchkin over here who looks like one of the the no the, the dwarves from snow white and the seven dwarfs is actually johnny depp <laughs> poor johnny depp <laughs> tony hawk is actually a bird whoop de doo oh no one remembers tony hawk anymore oh my gosh <laughs> but yeah that's that's my that's my second dislike it's just like what in the world is going on here it, it's it's more like oh we're gonna do fantasy but your tech doesn't really match up so what are you doing it, it is what it is and it's one of those things where you, it's magic we do, yeah. it's magic technology yeah you don't have to explain, explain it. it maybe not but you should know how it works so we can at least get a general idea by watching it exactly it's not you have it may not be something you want to explain but it should be consistent okay so what is your third dislike i think the movie draws a little too much influence from disney's version of beauty and the beast oh completely agree because with that. the thing is you're sitting there with this deep original story that feels like um 
like Ready Player One or really Digimon is what yeah, comes to my mind. Yeah, I agree. Mamoru Hosoda. Yeah. There's, he's pretty much been remaking the digital world for years. Yeah, pretty at this much. Point, which is fine. He does yeah. a good job with it. Agreed. But you get this thing. It's And all of a sudden, oh, look, we're in the dancing. We're in the ballroom scene from Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, she's wearing a yellow dress. Mm-hmm. He's wearing the blue coat. Pretty much. No, no, pretty much is. Yeah, he is. It's like, uh, wow. Y- y- y'all just didn't even try to hide this. No. I mean, at least when she went into his room, which, how did she get? It makes less sense in this movie than in Beauty and the Beast when she gets into the room. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, oh, yeah, you can come into the castle and you can go up to his room. By the way, we're not going to let him know you're here. We're AIs. Yeah. And that's that's another issue. Where did the AIs come from? Uh, and why does he have this castle? Yeah. But neither here nor there. But, uh, and together, and at least that one, it's at least a little bit different because, yeah, there's a rose involved. Yeah. But it's when the AI grew. No, it's when the angel grew. Yeah, when the angel gave grew. her. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. So he's not mad that she touched the rose. He's mad. She's, he's mad because... She walked in here and then yells at her, almost like the Beast yeah, from, from Beauty and the Beast. It's like they could have copied, they could have cut the audio and it would have fit almost exactly. It seems yeah. like, and then they do the whole thing, and, you know, and they get to where they're the the vigilante group with discount Gaston mm-hmm. is storming the castle that just appeared out of nowhere, and no one's going, hey. The beast gets his own Castle? property in in you, but the rest of us have to ru- have to act like we're perpetually street dwellers. What's going on here? <laughs> There's no show any player housing. It's, I'm just assuming. But uh, but he gets his whole whole his whole area plus AI servants. How did that happen? Yeah, they, I I half expect their father to be the creator of you and he just hasn't been doing anything recently. And that's why they have all this other stuff is because they have access to the console commands. <laughs> that, they're using that, his that, admin account. That, that, that would make sense. That's the only explanation I can the come up only with, one. which makes me go, I don't think I want to log into you anymore. anymore. <laughs> <Ugh>. But <laughs> yeah, I'm, the 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 fact that it, it you're just in this original story and all of a sudden you're in Disney's Beauty and the Beast for a couple minutes you're, you're like back into it okay that's a bit of whiplash <laughs> a little bit because you're going there and you're thinking oh yeah this is nice oh yeah this is Beauty and the Beast uh huh couple minutes you get back to this, okay yeah what's going on there's a mystery got to figure out who K is got to figure <laughs> the Beast got to figure out who the Beast is, is. sure or dragon as he's also called. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to find all. Oh, it can't be this person. It can't be this person. It can't be, you know, yada, 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 yada. And then poof, beauty and the beast again. It's like, <laughs> how do we get back here? This is worse than kingdom hearts too. <laughs> Except we don't have any fun in this movie anyway, which is another reference. You still don't get. Cause no, I never got you to that game. No, I haven't. I but, but anyway, uh, yeah, this is, it's a it's a good movie and i get why they drew the inspiration from beauty and the beast it's literally drew yeah because it is literally i think the most modern and popular version of the mm. beauty and the beast fairy tale that mm. most people nowadays know agree so i know why they did it but it's like uh you could have told handled those a little more originally 
because you know i don't think it's this year but i think next year we're going to be reviewing uh for me in miyazaki month mm-hmm. ponyo which okay. is literally based on the little mermaid ah and you want to know something it looks nothing like the disney version really nothing hmm if miyazaki can do that why can't you mamoru hosoda maybe he was so be like oh be the beast i gotta copy all these scenes just because he's got the disney guy who uh the guy, the guy from disney who can do all the stuff which by the way he didn't work on beauty and the beast. beast no he didn't so it's like maybe this guy wished he worked on beauty and the beast too i don't know <laughs> It's not that I don't like Beauty and the Beast. Right. Go back and listen to our episode. I loved Beauty and the Beast. It's just I want more originality of movie if I go watch it. It's the same problem I have with Star Trek Into Darkness and in that I can quote an entire scene in the film the first time I watched the movie because they literally copy and pasted the scene from Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan. I shouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not like you're adapting a play that's been around for a thousand years. You're directing. You're, you're adapting a story that's been around for that long. Adapt a story, not the Disney version of the story. Anyway, <laughs> what's your third dislike? My third dislike. Um, now, to me, these are unfinished plot threads. There's that, a couple of. There's them. a couple of them. Uh, the two I kind of I pinged on was okay. Was Correct me if I'm wrong. Is there is there any indication in the film that Justice is be like he's reprimanded or something like that? No. Or not? Nope, not really. Justin is in there pretty much to be antagonistic for most of the film and make her vi- make make her show her true self at the end of the film. Yeah, pretty much. That's the entire reason he's there. After he uh, fires his light that reveals her true mm-hmm. self in you, we never see him again. Yeah, that's like a thing. Be like, there, there's no real conclusion to his story. It's like because he plays a pretty provable role throughout he, the the story of you, which, which is why I was half expecting him to be the father. Yeah, which would have worked. Yeah, if we're being honest, but that's yeah. not how it worked. No, it didn't. It was so weird. And speaking of the father, be like, we, we get this amazing scene where um, our main character, what's her name again? Suzu. Suzu. There again, I am terrible with names. Suzu, you know, comes up and rescues the boys and she confronts their father and there's no salute. There's no resolution to that. He just backs off and he backs runs off, away. And runs like, away. We, we, we don't hear that. Be are like, the oh, boys he's, are, are the boys safe? Was he, was he finally arrested? Was like, was he brought to justice? Are the, are these boys now safe? Be yeah. like, are, are they going to go live with Suzu or something like that? It's like, not shown. It's, it's not shown. It's, it's just, it's going to like, she protects ah! the boys. He runs off and then she goes home. Yeah. How long did she stay? Yeah. It's those little part threads where it's just like, and give us something. And the thing is with them pulling from those scenes from beauty and the beast, yeah. which were showing bell and the beast falling in love with each other. Right. Romantically. Yeah. And they copied them. So exactly. I'm sitting, I'm sitting there going, so is Ray and Suzu boyfriend girlfriend at this point? Because that's what their characters of Belle and Beast kind of imply yeah. and how that relationship went. Right. But I'm confused. Yeah, there's there's so much of the it's like, yeah, they they, they imply it, they but get the feeling again, I like the twist where they, they don't go I, with it. I do, but it's like 
they don't even really tell you that's not what's happening. Like, yeah. They let you see that, oh, she asks out uh, her protector friend at yeah. the end of the thing, but it's like, yeah. what about Kay? Yeah. He gets beat up and you save him and then nothing? Yeah. What's going on? Did you at least uh, uh, show up at the court trial and, and a witness against the father? Yeah. At least? It's like, yeah, look at my scar. Do you know where the scar came from? <laughs> yeah. Here's here's the live feed where we called them, which I have to wonder about that live feed that allows you to call somebody in yeah. the feed. Huh? <laughs> Riverside kind of does that, but you have to give out the link. Yeah. This was like FaceTime. Yeah. Broadcasted FaceTime mm. that anyone could pick up and call. That could not, that would be abused. Yeah. <laughs> a, a bit. <laughs> just a bit. So, yeah, it's just, it's those, those, those drop plot lines, which they, sh- it's, it's so sad because you don't know what happens to them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my number three. Which brings us to the end of this uh, review. Yes. Uh, what are you going to rate it? Oh, gosh. I'm going to give it a nine. A nine? Nine. Okay. I, absolutely. Just, like, this movie is great. Wonderful movie. If you don't sit there and just be like, that makes no sense. That makes no sense. How does this work? How does this work? But if you take the story as it is, just mm-hmm. the story, beautiful animation, breathtaking storytelling. If you, I'm not saying turn your brain off and not go, oh, so pretty kind of film. Yeah. Like, this is an amazing film. This is such a wonderful film, touching heart rip out of your chest kind of storytelling, beautiful animation, uh, breathtaking, wonderful, gorgeous film. So, yeah, I'm giving it a nine. Be like, yeah, there are parts where it's just like you're scratching your head. It's like, how does that work? Like, like we went through our dislikes and just kind of like, like nitpick this thing to death. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I absolutely love this oh, film. Yeah. I love it. So yeah, nine. When we were initially talking about this, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if we originally talked about it. After I got done watching the film, mm-hmm. I literally thought, man, dislikes are going to be tough. Yeah. For this film. Mm-hmm. And even though I kind of already knew one of them when mm-hmm. I finished, it was still, I, I felt that was minor. I still feel it's minor. Yeah. That's how good this film is. Yeah. Agreed. I actually had to really think what's really an issue in this one. It's a beautiful film. I would suggest most people, if they, even if they've never seen anime, but they like, like beautiful stories mm-hmm. and want good stories, good art, artistic Agreed. films to watch this film. Cause it's that good a movie. Agreed. So yeah. Uh, on that, emphasis i am also giving it a nine excellent which brings us to the end of this film and i need to announce the next film we're doing mm-hmm. which is <laughs> the aristocats yes <laughs> because everybody wants to be a cat. cat but uh we have to ask a trivia question for next week which mm-hmm. is ava gabor and pat buttram were both starting to while they, they were in this they're in the aristocats mm-hmm. What were they both? What TV show were they both starring with in at the time they were recording voices for this film? I don't know. You'll find out next week if you don't figure it out before then. All right. Which means now we need to jump into our review of Tangled. And the masters of the universe. I'm the cats are on. 
the Eiffel Tower. This week we are reviewing in the animated series portion of the show Tangled the Series Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure Seasons 2 Episode 7 and 8. Eight. Episode 7 is Vigor the Visionary, which was written by Ricky Roxburgh and directed by Steven Sandoval. Guest stars for this episode are Carol Kane as Madame Conartist, mm-hmm. Vivian Vincer as Angry, Ruby J as Red, D. Bradley Baker as Vigor, Jill Matson as Sackoff. Sorry, Jill Matson Sackoff as Petunia. Sorry, ah. I read that wrong. Greg Grunberg as William, and Brad Garrett as the Fishmonger. Really? Yeah. Cool. Uh, getting into the synopsis, Rapunzel and Eugene are on a date together until they come across a fortune teller, Madame Conartist, who presents them her pet monkey, Vigor the Visionary, who can make psychic predictions. While Eugene refuses to believe fortune tellers to be real, he and Rapunzel soon find themselves helping Madame Conartist when Vigor is stolen. Eugene quickly deduces the identity of the thieves responsible, Angry and Red. Rapunzel and Eugene reunite with Angry and Red, who reveal they borrowed Vigor as Angry believes he can help her find her long-lost family. Eugene and Rapunzel agree to help, despite Eugene's worries, concerns, and doubts. Vigor begins to leave the group, and soon Angry is apparently reunited with her family, who also welcome Red. However, Eugene and the group quickly realize the couple are not Angry's real family, and are actually two thieves in hiding. Angry and Red stop them, but Angry is left upset. Eugene confronts Angry, helping her realize that while she may not have found her birth family, she has found a new family in Red, uplifting her spirits. The group returns Vigor to Madame Cart- Conartist, and Red and Angry once again part ways with, with Eugene and Rapunzel. Uh, in this episode, Lance, Cassandra, Pascal, Hookfoot, and Shorty do not appear. Mm. It is also the only episode in the show where Rapunzel appears without Pascal. That is true. He's not in this episode. Yeah. Uh, Rapunzel and Eugene are wearing their original outfits in this episode. Mm -hmm. Brad Garrett, who voices the fishmonger in the episode, was Hookhand in the original Tangled film Mm -hmm. and will return as Hookhand in a later episode. Yes. According to director Stephen Sandoval, Angry's parents were presumably gone with the hint of two butterflies appearing in the scenes. Mm. Representing her parents, I would assume. Uh, Eugene makes a few references to the movie. Uh, in the beginning of the episode, he mentions his and Rapunzel's first date when he stole her crown. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eugene reveals to Angry Eye him stealing Rapunzel's crown and Rapunzel's dreams of seeing the lanterns are what brought them together and found true happiness with each other. This is the first appearance of Angry and Red in season two. Mm-hmm. And it is also the first appearance of Vigor. Mm-hmm. Do not research Vigor. No, just to let you know, don't research Vigor. I didn't. Okay. But I but because I, I read the rest of the sentence... After yeah, it is the first appearance of Vigor. It's like, oh, this is going to come back up, and I don't want to know what the rest of these words are. You know what? You want to think of when I say Vigor? It's like Vigor the Carpathian from Yes. <laughs> I'm sure that's where Vigor got his name from. Probably. But here's the thing I didn't catch until uh, catch I caught when I watched this. Madame Con Artist. You get the joke, right? Yeah. Con Artist. Artist. Her name is Con Art- Artist. C-O-N-A-D-R-I-N-S-T. Yes. And it's literally con artist because she is a con artist. artist. 
special kind of artist. A yeah. con artist, if you will. <laughs> the puns. I'm quoting something, but I don't remember what it is. But uh, yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on this episode? I enjoy it. It's just it's it's a random episode where it's like okay, you're you're on an adventure and you take the time to go on a date. <laughs> I, I get it. It's like some someone being in a relationship they needed some alone time. You need some alone time. But you you got to get away from Shorty every once in a while. Or Shorty, or Lance. <laughs> Shorty's the least of the problems. It's Lance <laughs> and Hook Hookfoot are your, are your issues. That is true. That is so true. <laughs> But it's I understand even at this point, even Cassandra's giving them a little bit of space. A little bit. And they all understood, okay, yeah, you need you two need to go off for a while yeah. into the forest of no return. return. Wait, that was we already went through that. Never mind. Yeah. But overall the story the is forest free. where the f- birds fly. <laughs> free. Oh my god. That worked out so well last two times. Why yeah. don't you go out on another one with our primary methods of pulling the giant RV yes. to go off randomly off into the wilderness mm. somewhere so you can go on a date. Yeah. Weird. And use up all of the, the money the money that Eugene has. Yeah. <laughs> Considering I know where this the next couple episodes are going, it's not as big a deal, yeah. but still... <laughs> Uh, I do enjoy where, you know, Angry and Red do show back up. Uh, the introduction of uh, Vigor, the the the, the visionary. visionary, the visionary, the monkey. The monkey. I, I've never been a fan of monkeys. I'm like Eugene. I don't like monkeys. I don't like monkeys either. <laughs> They're weird and creepy. Yeah. It'd, it'd be like, have, have a monkey like and hop then, on your back. Unknowingly. And, and admittedly, the uh, he's, he's creepy enough as he was throughout yeah. most of the episode, but there at the end... When his eyes straighten out, uh-huh. it's like, oh, yeah. there's more here than meets the uh, eyes. Dun, 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 dun. I'm loving it. <laughs> Wait, that didn't make sense. Transformers, the theme song. I know, that's what you were doing. Why did I go into McDonald's? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Anyway. Anyways, it's, it's, it's a good little, like, it's, there again, it's. Uh, Rapunzel and Eugene trying to get away, and of course they get sidetracked by something. Of course, or of course, Rapunzel is like, "Oh, we got to help them." Rapunzel will try anything once. That's why she goes and talks to the fortune teller Birds. anyway. It's like, yeah. "Oh, look, it's our good friends, Angry and Red." Yeah. Wait a minute, Rapunzel wasn't do, didn't do much with Angry and Red in that episode. That is true. It was more Eugene and Lance. Yeah, but she knew of them. Yeah, she she would have known of them. She known them. They were the thief from that episode that, that was feeling the town blind. Very true, but it's it's so well be like when they start interlinking characters, mm-hmm. and in seasons, I'm not going to go into detail, but there's a good story later on. I I think it's in season three. It could be. Yeah, I think it's in season three where it involves Red and Angry. Mm. Uh, but look forward to that. That's a really really good episode. Um. And uh, it kind of twists it. It's like, oh, okay. It's it's not what you think. But uh, overall, the story's really good. It's kind of the it's a little side story that it's 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 a filler, but it also is just like our characters. I, I get fun. the feeling this is one of those shows where the filler mm-hmm. is only a it's a filler in name only. It's going to yeah. come back. It's it's part of the lore. Oh yeah, there's 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 a larger lore. There's a larger storytelling going on. Which I completely understand. Yeah. And there again, 
good storytelling. Um, overall, great story, great episode. Um, and this this story does go every this one particular episode goes everywhere. Be like you're introduced to Vigor, you're introduced to you're reintroduced to Anger and Red, mm-hmm. and you're introduced to be like the uh, what are the what is the the uh, the something bandits or thieves? I keep wanting to say the wet bandits, but that's a, a, a <laughs> alone a home alone. Yeah, no, this is uh, the daylight bandits. Daylight bandits. almost as bad. Yeah, almost as bad. It's, it's like, like yeah, the daylight the daylight bandits. So they steal stuff in the daytime, and you don't stop them. And How you stupid is this town? They're, they're Brad pitching. Garrett. You should know better. That is true. That is so true. Uh, but yeah, it's just like this is a it's a good story, and like everything in Tangled series or Rapunzel's Tangled Adventure, be like you know there are linking things, and they do draw back to other episodes, yeah. and they do draw back to this episode. Mm-hmm. They're like there, there's a really good episode with Vigor in it. Just saying. All right, all right. So what do you think? Uh, it was it was a very good episode. Uh, it was nice getting that. See, the thing is, I liked Angry and Red in the first season mm-hmm. when we came across them. So it's nice seeing them come back. And I like how, oh, the, yeah, the, yeah, she falls for the trick, uh, or Angry falls for the tra- trick mm-hmm. when they first get there. But once she realizes what's actually going on, it didn't take her long to tie up the villains. Nope, that's not. Because <laughs> that's angry. It's, it's <laughs> angry and, and red. <laughs> and I thought it was interesting that uh, the, the Daylight Bandits had you know, the mother had black hair and kind of yeah. looked like angry. Yeah. And the father kind of sort of looked like red a little thinking bit. It looked like maybe they were actually sisters. Nope. It's not. Nope. They're not really, they're not, they're still not related by birth. Oh, well, mm. Hey, yeah, yeah. I'm still <laughs> sitting there going angry. Shut up. You're, this is why this is all going to go south because you just ran in there. Shut up. Angry. <laughs> You should believe it or not. Eugene does know what he's talking about. Mm. Let them talk first. Yeah. But anyway, but anyways, yeah. Good episode. What do you think? I just said what I think you did. That's right. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, anyways, let's go to the next episode, which is uh, keeper of the spire, which was written by Jace Ricky and Jeremy ship and directed by Bosuk Coburn. The uh, guest cast for this episode, we got Kelly Hugh re- returning as Adira, mm-hmm. Natalie Palamides as Calliope, oh gosh, and Calliope. Tony Amendola as the oh, as the original keeper. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Getting into the synopsis for this one, in order to acquire the third scroll piece, Rapunzel, Eugene, Cassandra, and Lance travel to meet the keeper of the spire, but quickly become infuriated when they meet the rude, self-centered, and arrogant curator Calliope. She. The group is informed the third piece is kept inside the spire's vault at the top of the mountain mm-hmm. and begin the long journey to the vault to retrieve it. However, everyone continues to grow increasingly annoyed by Calliope's behavior, all while being dangerously pursued by the vault's protector, the Curlock. The group eventually reach the vault, but are attacked by the Curlock and discover Calliope is not the real keeper of the spire. Calliope admits she is actually the keeper's apprentice, but lost purpose mm-hmm. in herself when he mysteriously disappeared. Rapunzel reconciles with Calliope, and by working together, they succeed in defeating the Curlock and acquire the third scroll piece. Calliope is reunited with the real Keeper, who reveals this was Calliope's final test, allowing her to become his successor. 
After parting ways, Rapunzel and the group learn that the third scroll piece contain, contains an image of an unknown hooded male figure. Mm-hmm. Getting into the trivia for this one. The Spire's vault wall contains frames of the spinning wheel mm-hmm. from Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. the sword and the stone from mm-hmm. the sword and the stone, the sorcerer's hat from uh, the sorcerer's apprentice, mm-hmm. specifically Fantasia, from Fantasia, the black cauldron from the black cauldron, mm-hmm. and the heart box uh, from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yes. I had to look that one up right quick. <laughs> um in this episode, the third piece of the ancient scrolls is exposed. Uh, Cassandra is revealed to be four years older than Rapunzel, mm-hmm. which is quite interesting based on my current theory of who Cassandra's mother is. Yeah. Uh, the museum exhibits a model bearing a resemblance of Jean Thierry, who was mentioned in Queen for a Day. Zen Thierry. Zen Thierry, sorry. Yeah, Zen Thierry. Hookfoot and Shorty do not appear in the episode. Nope. While Rapunzel, Cassandra, Eugene, and Lance are waiting outside for Calliope following her magic tricks, a stock sound effect is heard that is actually cries of Tusken Raiders from the Star Wars movies. You're right. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Calliope mistakes Cassandra for Rapunzel's mother. Cassandra's look was inspired by early designs of Rapunzel's mother, Queen Ariana. Hmm. Which is the end of my trivia. That is true. And by the way, for those curious, my theory... As to who Cassandra's mother is, is Mother Gothel. Hmm. We shall see. Yeah, I don't expect you. I don't want you to tell me if I'm right I'm or not. not. I want to find I'm out. I'm not going to tell but you. But I'm just throwing that out there that that's my uh, guess mm-hmm. as to who Cassandra's mother is. Because she looked. Uh, Cassandra and Mother Gothel look a lot alike. Agreed. Agreed. And, for and the- we know that Cassandra was adopted. So mm-hmm. we do. Uh, just, just for our listening audience be like, if you already have seen the series, tell us uh, nothing. Yeah. Please do not no comment. Spoilers. No, no spoilers. No spoilers <laughs> in the commentary down below. Uh, yeah, this episode is really good. Uh, Calliope is the most annoying character ever. This- She's an introvert who wants to be important. Yeah. A girl has lost all confidence in herself. Mm-hmm. So she's propping herself up by showing her, her importance and she doesn't want to disappoint anybody, but she's not as well trained as she thinks she is. Agreed. I completely agree with that. I like the I like that idea where it is, you know, like you said, a very like uh, a person who wants to prove themselves, yeah. but then have the confidence to do it. So it's overcompensating for everything, and it just becomes comes across as like so just. Argh! And all all I can say is like force force wishy. <laughs> Poor Saki. Saki, that's the, the name. character's Saki. name was Saki. It's like, oh, Saki. <laughs> Poor Lance for crying out loud. loud. But at the same time, what does Lance have to be stressed out about? Yeah, exactly. Be like, does I don't. The only like time we in, see Lance stressed is when a spider's nearby. Yeah, exactly. Because he's scared of spiders. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see him pull out Saki any of those times. Yeah, I, I, I think it's just more like be like, oh, here's you know, I. I Here's a bit we can use and be like, oh, yeah, it was a funny joke. Yeah, it's 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 to get Lance involved in the story, outside of just you know walking through the poison oak or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Were I'm going, Lance? Why did you do that? You should know better than to get ahead of the group. (laughs) Because there again, Lance is the 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 big you know he's the big comedy comedy relief. relief. 
especially now that he's in more episodes uh, during season two than mm-hmm. he was in season one. Exactly. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so it's it's. I like this episode because you see uh, Rapunzel for the for this time be like you see her lose her cool. Yeah. Be like it's like oh, okay. I want to say your compiling, but it's uh, how do you pronounce your name again? Calliope. Calliope. Thank you. Yeah, Calliope. Because Rapunzel does not like her, but she doesn't want to. She never wants to admit she doesn't like somebody. Yeah. But I love how they they're talking to Rapunzel there, and, and they go, "Oh, you don't like her, do you?" And she goes, and you could see her eye twitching. <laughs> it's like, no, I think she's fine. fine. It's like Rapunzel, you are fooling no one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like even uh, Pascal was like, "Really? Yeah. <laughs> like I can tell you're lying at your butt." <laughs> yes. <laughs> but overall, it's it's there again, good storytelling, and I like the um, that all all around. Be like, it's simply just a test for Calliope mm-hmm. to be like, "Oh, now you're the sort. Now you're I want to say sorcerer, but it's not sorcerer. The, the uh, keeper the, of the spire. Keeper of the spire." Fire. It's Latin. Yeah, it's Latin. Which I'm sorry. She and Rapunzel said it the same way every time. I know that's the joke. Yes. Yes. But anyway. It's an annoying joke, but it's what it is. Um, it's a good episode, and there it's 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 filler arc, but it's one of those filler arcs where it's it's, it's like the it's like Vigor. It's like you can tell this is going to be pulled from. Yeah, it's gonna be she's gonna be she's going to get that's that's the nice thing about Tangled is like mm-hmm. every episode at least fits into the story somehow, even exactly. though you don't think it will. I think the closest ones we get to where it doesn't have been Goodbye and Goodwill from earlier this season. And uh, what was the name of the Goodwill Games episode from the first? Was that Rapunzel's Enemy? I think that was Rapunzel's Enemy. I think it could be wrong. But yeah, yeah. where she got booed the first time. Yeah. Which makes sense. That would be Rapunzel's enemy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, that's yeah, so far they've brought everyone back. They, they, they've connected all this stuff back in together. Yeah. So I expect it makes sense that this is going to come back up because this really feels like a major area, mm-hmm. especially how much design work must have gone into the spire. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But anyway, yeah, they're getting good storytelling, like always. Uh, there again, if you're not watching this, please go watch it. <laughs> especially if you like the movie. Yeah, especially if you like the movie. Just don't uh, jump in the middle of season two and say, like, I have no idea what's going on. No, go back to the beginning. Go watch Before Ever After. Sure. Well, a, watch Tangled. Tangled. Then B, watch Before Ever After. Then go into season one, two, and then three. And then by that point, uh, what is the name of the last thing? The uh, it's not ever after. It's like happily ever after. Happily ever after, and it is now on Disney Plus. Yes, by itself. So, well, that's that's. I, I think we've said this before, but yeah, that's what's going on. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, I think that's going to be it for us. I think so. So uh, this has been Drew. This is Jacob, and we'll catch you in the next frame. You can follow Jacob on his Facebook at Jacob B Heron. His Facebook page, Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where he tries to draw each and every day. His Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. His Twitter at Jacob Heron. And his letterbox to Jacob Heron. You can find Drew on Facebook at Drew Dodgen. His Facebook page, Drew's Photo Bin, to see his photography. His letterbox page at G. George 759.
his Twitter at GDorge759, and Instagram at Drew Dodgen. You can like us on Facebook at The Cellcast Podcast, on Twitch at The Cellcast Gaming, on YouTube at Cellcast, on Twitter at Cast underscore Cell. The Cellcast can be found at Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else fine podcasts are downloaded from. Please rate and review us where you found us, and also on Podchaser. Email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. The Cellcast is a proud member of both the Pop Americana and Culture Box Media Networks. For more information, please see the link in the description. Our theme song is Drop and Roll by Silent Partner. And remember, that's Cell with a single L. Bonsoir. That's French. That means good night. I'm going to bed.